What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, February 27th, 20 and 24, and the big man and I are with you for the next two hours. On today's show, Texas basketball is back at it tonight in Lubbock. Can the Longhorns bounce back from their embarrassing loss in Lawrence over the weekend? Plus, Texas baseball looks to continue its hot start to the season as they welcome St. John's to the dish tonight. Jonathan Brooks got some good news on the injury front. We'll talk some NFL combine and some questions. The 11 Texas Longhorns who will be in Indianapolis starting this week will have to answer before the NFL draft. We've got some NFL offseason moves to talk about with the Cowboys and the Texans. And Wendy's, not Wendy's nuts, but Wendy's is trying to reinvent the fast food wheel. All of that and more on a Tuesday show. What's going on this morning, Buck? Well, as you said, it's uh, Wendy's is trying to reinvent. You know, you know, the thing about Wendy's is Wendy's was one of the first to come out with no, you know, Burger King came out with a 60-second, we'll have your order to you in 60 seconds. That was their deal when they first came out. Like your drive through order, your takeout was going to be 60 seconds. Now, I don't recall ever getting anything in 60 seconds. That's one stinking minute. I don't even recall them doing that, but they weren't far off of trying to do that. Mm. Uh, and that was, I don't, I don't recall Wendy's being that fast. I'll tell you who doesn't have that rule, Whataburger. I'll tell you who else doesn't have that rule, Popeyes. Because if you do the drive-through at either of those places, it's going to be a good ten minutes before you get your food. Yeah, you're right, and it's and that's like like I said in, in Tripping Springs, some places have we're we're not fast food, we're good food, which means we take our time, we make it good, and that's that's something that I'm just I, I don't have a lot of patience for food, you know, like long lines for your raw fish that you do that you like to eat every once in a while where you'll go to a restaurant and people will wait in the line for like 45 minutes or our next table will be in 45 minutes an hour. I can't do that. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I've never been that person to wait for food. Yeah. There's, there's food everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm with My you, problem. man. I don't want to wait that long for food, right? Like, no, I've done the Franklin barbecue bit a couple of times because yeah, I, feel I, like you have to, I feel like you have to do it at least once just because it's so hyped up and it was worth the hype. Like, I'm glad I did it, but there are so many good barbecue joints in Austin where you don't sure. have to wait two, three, four hours to get your food. And it's like, yeah, it, it almost feels silly if you're doing stuff like that with all the great food options that we have in this city. Yeah, because people are so used to, they're used to really good food, but they're also used to to fast food places. And if the fast food, fast food place doesn't get it to you, now you're really pissed. You know what I'm saying? If you're sitting there waiting and waiting and you're in a line at McDonald's or, or Wendy's or Whataburger, now you're getting really ticked off. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense. Now, if you sit to one of these little mom and pops places and you're, you're standing there and there's four of the people behind you and you're going, man, when am I going to get my food? I mean, that's, that's on you. That's going to generally to me, that means that's going to be a pretty good meal. It's not going to come out quick. They're going to take their time doing it. They're going to make it good for you. But I hate those. I don't. I don't even not pretend I don't like it. I. I. I want it quick. You yeah. know. Like by the time, because if I'm standing there for more than probably ten minutes, I'm starving to death. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Where's my meal? 
Okay. I'm going to pay for it. It's not like you're giving it to me for free. I'm going to pay for it, but let's just go. But I understand. I understand. Like I said, if, if I, if I make a, if I make a dinner date and I'm with my, if I'm with my wife and I get to the place and my table's not ready for five or, you know, five or 10 minutes, I can, I can suffer through that. But we get to the, oh, your table won't be ready for another 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, later, I'm going somewhere else. Is this a place where you've made a reservation? Yeah, I mean, even places that you may, sometimes you get to places that, yeah. you know, somebody has lollygagged around the table, having that, you know, some places will, you'll feel that pressure of getting rushed out of there. But some places, people lollygag around, they want to continue to talk. They've had their coffee, they've had their food, they've had a dessert, but they're still just gabbing away for another half hour, 40 minutes, and you can't get your table, I'm gone. Yeah, that's that's when it becomes the Seinfeld bit. Like if you have a reservation and you get to the restaurant at the time of the reservation and they don't have the table for you, then it's like, what's the point of the reservation, right? What are we what are we doing here? Right? Well, we do that. We do that all the time with doctors. You know, you yeah. have a certain oh. time for an appointment. You get there and you know in your mind you're you're not going to be they're not going to take you for another half hour. You no. got there right at the time, but that doctor, whoever's in there. They're having conversations about their kids or, oh, you know, they get real personal. I know. And that's their business. Hey, they make a lot of money. So they got to keep a lot of shake a lot of hands and, and make a lot of friends while they're in there. But you're sitting in there and I'm on time for my doctor's appointment and you can't get in. Now, I quit getting pissed at that. I'll just bring something to read because that's my expectations that an appointment with a doctor or whatever is not going to be on time. I used to let that get to me, but I don't even let that get to me anymore because yeah. I, I never... Yeah, I, and, and you know me, when I go to places, I go places early. I'm the worst. I'm on the other spectrum. I'm the guy, if, you, if there's a 2 o'clock appointment, I'm there at 1.15 thinking, okay, are you going to take me now? Dude, you're never. at 2 o'clock. I mean, <laughs> come on. And then they won't take you until 2.15. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there yeah. and you're like, I've been here for an hour already. But that's just the way I, I mean, that's the Tom Coughlin in theory in me. Just have always been like that since I met that dude. And, and. And like, like I said, when you grow up, if you grow up as a, as a person, a, a dude that goes fishing a lot and you have a certain time when you want to catch fish in the morning, it's hard for you to then miss that, that, that window. I get sure. pissed. I go fish camp or wherever. If I go fishing, you know, or I, I used to take my sons and stuff. It, it's like, if I'm going to be going at 6.15, okay, I'm there at 6 o'clock. I'm ready to go because at 6.15, my ass is gone. I mean, it's not 6.18. It's not six seventeen. People have a real hard with time, and I, 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 like I said, I was around Tom Coughlin for four years at Boston College. That guy wouldn't let me go to. If I went to the bathroom, he wanted to know when I was coming back. I'm like Tom, this is a deuce. I can't quite tell you how long it's going to. He goes, but you know approximately what time you're coming back. I'm like, for taking a shit. Come on, Tom, cut me a break. And it would be like, even if you had an hour for lunch, that guy wanted to know what time you were coming back. Are you going to be 15 minutes earlier than the hour? Are you going to come back right on the hour? He was amazing, man. And if you were on time, you were late with him. You know God. what I'm saying? If you had an offensive meeting and the meeting started at 12 and you got there at 12, you were late. You had to time your craps? Or everything. He always asked me, where, where are you headed to? Uh, i got to go to the bathroom. When are you coming back? Uh, after I'm done using the bathroom. Do you know what time that's going to be? Uh don't know, coach. You should I mean, have hit him him. with. You should have hit him with. A, I make a nickel. My boss makes a dime. That's why I poop on company time. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You should hit him with one of those. Oh, right? man. He's making a lot more money than me. All right, let me have some alone time away from you where I'm not working. Because- and that's what it was. It was getting away from that guy. Yeah. I mean, we'd be at meetings at midnight with that guy. And then, you you know, six hours later, you'd have to, you'd have to six, six and a half hours later, you would be right in front of that guy again. It was like, it was, it was the best learning experience for me of my life being around Tom Coughlin as a young football coach, but it was the worst also. It was, but it's kept me on time. I mean, that's one thing as I've been, it's kept me on time all my life since I met that guy when I was 27 years old. I've always been, I'm, I'm going to be the first one there. I'm going to be there way too early than way too late. Yep. It's a great skill and a great trait that not enough people have, right? I mean, you don't need to be as extreme as you are to where you're there like 45 minutes early to everything, but uh, so many people are late to stuff. Hell, it's tough for me. I mean, I've gotten so much better at it in my adult life, but I would always show up a couple of minutes late to stuff and it's like, yeah, that's so bad. So that stuff, that stuff starts in your younger life when that happens and it's, and it's okay. And you let it be okay. And people around you let it be okay. I just, I just, I just can't do, I can't do it. I don't you know. My, I, my wife is like that too. She's, she's like that also. She's like me, you know, let's, let's go. I'm like, you know what? It's only a 15 minute trip. We've got almost an hour. No, let's go. Okay. Then I, I mean, I'd rather be, I'd sit in the car and talk to her instead of being late. It's just a, it's just a weird thing yeah. that people, it's, it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to me. Sure. You know, yeah. it just it just is. And I, I've made it that way in my life so that I'm on time with stuff. But I mean, I, I understand. But once again, now I've done it at doctors. Those dudes, I know what they have to do. I've been in enough offices lately that I know if a patient comes in, in order to keep these patients, you have to you have to know. It's not like I'm going to say this. It's not like the, the person at Dick's Sporting Goods where you when I go in there. They want to know all about little Janie, the cheerleader. And they're at the cash register. I'm like, dude, take their money and worry about Janie later. When you have lunchtime, invite those people back to talk to you about little Janie and the cheerle- cheerleading squad. Okay? That that you're not a do- you're not, this is not saving lives. This is just taking money. And there's a whole line of us behind ready to go. You know, you can't have that conversation with everybody. You just can't. No. no. And that's that's one place. That's why I have a hard time going to Dick's. And that's the weird thing. It's not about their product. It's not about that. It's just about that. And some people, and that's what people say to me, BK, also, when I go to, to Starbucks, you're trying to get too personal with these people. Don't get personal. Get your stuff. Get out. You're just trying to be nice, you know? Nah. I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get too upset at workers for trying to get personal, too, because it's got to be boring as hell just running through the motions, having to see sure. 100 to 1,000 customers during a shift at work. It's like, you know, you want to spice it up a little bit. You want to make your job a little bit more entertaining. So you don't want to just take their money and say, move along. Next. It's, not like, it's not like most of that money's going to you anyways. <laughs> I know. I'm sure the CEO at Starbucks is on your side. He's like, dude, let's just get the money as quick as possible and move on. <laughs> yes, to yes, absolutely. That's, that's what he's thinking. He's going, why are you being so friendly with everybody? Let's yeah. go. But I had a wonderful day yesterday. I was outside. I was the yard dog, and it was gorgeous outside yesterday. It is beautiful out there again this morning. We're, Got all the windows and the sliding glass doors open this morning. Feel it feels fantastic. It was warm last night though. Yeah. Man. 
High of 85 today. Not going to be super sunny, kind of overcast conditions expected. Dude, yesterday was in the 90s at places. Yeah, yesterday was toasty. It'll cool down a little bit over these next couple of days, but when we say cool down, it's not uh, what we usually see in February. No. It's it's springtime here in Austin, Texas, USA, America, and some years we don't have a spring. So no, you know, we will take some of the uh, 70s and 80s temperatures that we're expected to have over the next couple of weeks. Thursday will dip down into the 50s as the high, but every other day over the next week and a half is oh, yeah. slated, slated to be in the 70s or 80s. So uh, got a nice, have a nice spring break. Kids headed down to the coast. Going to have oh. a nice, nice spring break. Now, yeah, do they actually go to South Padre anymore? I mean, is that a place where, or is that now kind of faded out and people, you know, everybody's got money in their pocket and they're heading to places in Mexico and stuff like that. Is South Padre a place that, Youngsters hang out, or they've now made that the old folks' home. What do you mean by youngsters? I mean the college college students. They they yeah. go down there in flocks like they used to go down to South Padre. Because I, I once again, so. I've been there one time. I thought it was a beautiful compared to other places in Texas when it comes to coastal waters. I thought it was gorgeous there. Yeah, Padre is awesome. But I, I feel like look, I'm sure there are some college kids who go there every year, but. I don't think it's at the top of the list of spring break destinations for college students. It's a long haul. Yeah, well, I mean, like, when I was in school, a lot has changed. i got to hit the back-in-my-day bit. I mean, Gulf, Shore, go. Gulf Shores, Alabama was yeah. a popular spot. Destin, Florida was a popular spot. Yeah, Cabo or Cozumel in Mexico were popular spots. So, yeah. The, like, for me, the poop deck in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, for you going to the gay bar. <laughs> was a popular spot you drove oh yeah double now, digit hours across the country to go hang out with a bunch of shirtless dudes who were rubbing <laughs> each other up in oil come on up on the beach sleeping in front of that bar with a weird pain on your backside <laughs> oh, come on man <laughs> yeah but now kids will go to mexico where are you going i'm going to i'm going to cabo really yeah i, I was like oh i can't afford to get to cabo can i take a boat there can i row there or something no those days where you did borrow somebody's car and make those treks to Fort Lauderdale from upper in, in New England, and now they just fly on to Cabo like it's nothing. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't afford that in college. Um, like, I, I did Gulf Shores once my freshman year, but then I did South by a couple of years. <laughs> this is perfectly me. I went to the Big 12 basketball tournament. I road tripped up there with a couple of buddies to Kansas right. City to watch that, like, but it was all my friends. You know, they were doing the. Some of them would go. I guess it was a little warm to ski usually, but sometimes you could hit the end of the ski season in Colorado. But it was usually, yeah, beach in Mexico or Florida or something like that. That was uh, that was the move back then. Yeah, my 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 trips of skiing were. I I did that on when I my my first wife. That was our honeymoon in New Hampshire. There you go. Oh, we went to Stowe. That was our our honeymoon. Black man on skis. That was different. <laughs> Up there in, in Stowe, Vermont, it was it was unbelievable. But that I've never said since then. Let's just go on a a skiing trip somewhere. That's never been coming out of my mouth. I'd like to do that for the weekend. Yeah, Colorado, nowhere, Colorado. I don't care the Alps. I'll pass on that. I need to be somewhere where it's warm. Never done it. Never been skiing. My family was a warm weather family, so our trips. Were they? Well, our trips were usually to Galveston growing up, but uh, yeah, uh, never been skiing. Yeah, Long that's ago. it's a it's a cool it's it's a cool environment because I was drinking at that time and drinking a lot, so uh, staying warm was key. Good morning yeah. to soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, to soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. 
Thank you for what you do. It is appreciated, and do be safe out there. Amen. All right, having some fun to start off a Tuesday show, but plenty of sports conversations to get into, and we'll start with Texas basketball, Buck. The Longhorns back in action tonight. Quick turnaround after the loss in Lawrence on Saturday. Longhorns on the road in Lubbock, taking on Texas Tech. It's a late one, 8 o'clock tip on ESPN. Of course, the second matchup of the season between the Horns and Red Raiders. The first one did not go well for Texas. The Longhorns lost 78-67 to here in Austin. That was the conference opener way back at the start of January. But uh, still, Texas Tech came in here and ran away from Texas late in that matchup. I will say the good news from a Texas standpoint is, you know, Dylan DeSue was a bench player in that game. He was still on that minutes restriction coming off of the injury. Now he's emerged as one of the best players in the Big 12. So the good news for Texas is that, all right, yeah, you've got Dylan DeSue fully healthy, and we know what type of player he's become this season. The bad news for Texas they just haven't been very good lately. No. And now they got to go on a road. And Texas Tech fans, we know they hate Texas. They have been preparing for this one. Like yes. literally, Tech students have been camping out since Friday, like four days ago or five days ago, whatever the hell it is now. They've been camping out outside of United Supermarkets Arena in anticipation of their last ever basketball game against the Longhorns. And it is going to be a raucous atmosphere tonight. And Texas has not done too well in raucous atmospheres in the last few weeks. No, in the last few weeks, they've been not, they've been getting boat raced and looking weak and, and, and not very powerful as a basketball team. You know, they're, they're not doing well in the rebounds. They just don't, they just don't have that eye of the tiger. They, they got the eye of the mouse right now. And, I don't know about this game. I don't think they'll get run out of the gym tonight, but I don't think they'll win. I, I just I, I, there's a really weird feeling about this basketball team right now, and and to me, this is a game that in my mind I think they they I know they've got the last the last two games that they have at home, you know, with with the uh, which with the Sooners and and the Cowboys will be will be very important because you want to be you want to be on the uptick, you know, you want to be reaching a crescendo, even as you get ready for your conference tournament i think they need to have this game i'm not saying they need to have this in order to get to the to the tournament play but they need it for their psyche they need to go and play well i mean they can play oh i don't want to i don't want to give them the moral victory they can but they just need to play well and they need to win the basketball game tonight you know what i'm yeah. saying they need to go on the road to a hostile environment like they did at tcu and win those games and win this game they don't need to go there and get beat and they don't need to get beat down because, to me, the more likelihood of anything is they'll get beat down again. This will be another yeah. road test with a very physical, a, a group that hates them a lot, that they'll get beat down just by their body language of the last game to me. I, I, I don't see that all of a sudden changing. I've seen it, you know, back-to-back -back games, you know, back-to-back -back weekends. The body language of this team is we're just going to hold on and hope not to get beat bad, and then you end up getting beat bad. I, I, I think this will be a, a tough game. I'd hate to see them get beat up, but I'd really like to see a, a change of just their mindset, you know, going into this basketball game. You want to see some fight. I didn't see much fight last week. No, you didn't. You didn't see fight in that loss at Houston last weekend. No. And you didn't see much fight in the loss at Kansas a couple of days ago. So, look, 
basketball is a game of runs. Odds are Texas at some point is going to get punched in the mouth and they're going to be trailing at some point. They've got to make sure they can get up off the mat better than mm-hmm. they have. And, you know, if you're down by six or eight early, that can't turn into 14, 16, or 18. No, it'd be 20 and a half. Yeah, like it has in the last two road games that Texas has played. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've got to bring it a little bit more. And, you know, we can get into the bracketology in a moment. but Yeah, they've really, got to shake Aismas somehow. They offensively yeah. have to do more because he can't do it himself because they're putting big men on him. He's having a hard time shaking those guys. They got their hands in his face. You know, he's going to but still going to take shots that I hope the team understands that dude's taking them, whether they're good shots or not. And as I said, right now, he's a volume shooter, but not a volume scorer. So they need to get him open looks. He needs to come off the screens. He himself has to be the guy who's running, like you said, running off these screens like Curry does. He'll run all game long to get off of the screen and get his open shot. This kid's not getting his shot himself anymore. Teams have under, understand how they can, it kind of engulf him a little bit with size. So this is up to this coaching staff to shake him loose. And his other, because the other guys on the team aren't going to score it like he scores. It's just not right. going to happen. Yeah, that's the bad news for Texas, right? Max A. Smith is in maybe the worst three-game slump of his career. He scored mm-hmm. a total of 20 points in the last three games. He's 7 of 32 from the floor, just 2 of 15 wow. from the three-point line. Three straight games with less than 10 points. His last two seasons at anal, excuse me, Oral Roberts, he had three total games where he scored less than 10. I was in two full seasons in 64 games the last two years. Max Aismas had three total games where he scored less than 10. He's had three in a row where he scored less than 10. Well, it's not just the player. This is on the coaching staff now. Sure. Now you've got to shake a guy who you know can shoot and can get it done. He's been doing it all his career. Now some of this is on you. Now you've got to find ways. If he can't shake it, shake it himself and get these guys off of him, you've got to set screens and you've got to you've got to run some set plays in order to get this guy going. And yeah. let the other let the flow of the game then come to him. But he's not doing it himself, BK. They're sticking these six three guys, six two, six three guys with long arms on him. And they're not, I mean, they're facing him now. They're not letting him not only if he brings the ball up, they're going full court. They're doing everything they can to tire him out. And it's working. Yeah, you're right. Dewan Harris, Kansas's point guard, did a great job. He was face guarding Max Aismas all night long, right? Trying yep. to make sure he never even caught the ball. And when he did catch the ball, he was in his grill. But uh, yeah, I mean, Texas, look, Aismas, part of it's on him. But you're right. Part of this is on this coaching staff to find a way to get your best shooter the basketball. They've got to get Aismas going. Now, the good news, look, the last three teams that Texas has played, all ranked in the top 15 in defensive efficiency, according yes. to Ken Palm. Houston's the best defensive team in the country. Kansas is a top 10 defensive team in the country. And for as average as K-State has been this year, and they're probably not even going to make the tournament after making it all the way to the Elite Eight last season, like Texas, uh, they are a top 15 defensive team in college basketball. Texas Tech ranks 71st in the country in that category. So, not to sit here and tell you they're terrible defensively, because they're not. Texas Tech's a pretty good team. But uh, their defense has not been up to the likes of the last three teams that Texas has played. So hopefully just that stat in itself can be something that gets Max sure. going a little bit. Because Tech doesn't defend the way Kansas, Kansas State, and Houston do. But if the Longhorns don't get Ace going, then hey, forget tonight. I mean, this is going to be an NIT team. Like if this three-game yeah. slump, that Ace Miss is in turns into a seven game slump that goes over these next two weeks. 
then yeah, Texas will not be dancing and they will be in the NIT again. They have to find a way to get the guy who was their leading scorer for the vast majority of the season scoring again. It's that simple. Yeah, and then this and then, you know, the head coach's coaching ability is really going to start to come into play now. It just is. I mean, this is this is when you have to do something as the head coach now to 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 shake your best players loose. You know, you can't have them looking lethargic like they looked over the last couple of weeks. It's the Big 12. They've got really good teams in the Big 12. Even some of the worst teams on a given night can look good. And, you know, you can look at the national numbers with them and say, oh, they're not that good. They're not this. But when they play at home, they play tough, and they will play you tough. You may be able to win the game, but it'll be a dogfight to the end. And right now, this team looks like a team that can't dogfight right now. You know, this looks like this looks like the puppy bowl right here. They, they just don't have that look. They just oh. don't. I mean – they just don't. I'm, you watch this team, and you can just see it. And you you know when they when they get down at 20, you go, they're not coming back. Like you said, you can shut it off and go do something on a Saturday. When you've watched them over the last two Saturdays, you didn't have any, you had no thoughts that they were going to come back against Kansas or Houston. No. I mean, you, you just go do something else for your day. You know, yeah. If it turns into that tonight, because keep in mind we're we're talking about a committee in college basketball, right? That's one of the big differences between college sports and pro sports sure. in college, you're always trying to impress a committee when you're talking about making it to the postseason, right? For Texas football, you know, down the stretch, it was, God, we need to start beating teams more handily so we can impress the committee, right? right. Uh, winning this close game at Houston, winning this close game at TCU, that might not be enough to get us into the final four. Well, Texas turned it on. They beat Tech by 50. They beat right. Oklahoma State by four touchdowns. They and won their like, conference, yeah. Okay, yeah, like, boom, the eye test. This team is passing the eye test right now, so you feel good about them getting into the dance. Texas is not passing the eye test right now. No. Like, that, there are different kinds of losses. Like, of course, in the standings, losing to Houston by one counts the same as losing to Houston by 21. It losing does. to Kansas by one counts the same as losing to Kansas by 19. But everyone's watching these games. These are all nationally televised college basketball games. You're right. And if, if you get boat raced in those, the committee's going to be like, yeah, well, do we want to put this team in when they play like this against good competition? So you got to make sure that you're doing a better job passing the eye test, and Texas yeah. hasn't been doing that. Yeah, you do not want to get into the tournament where you have to win two games in your 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 tournament. Conference you know, tournament? The the, yeah, the conference tournament. That just gets to be too shaky in order to get in. And like you said, they, they just can't – this is one of those games they can't lose either of the Oklahoma games. They can't. They've got to win at least one of those, I, I believe. They can't lose two of them. They need to win both of them. They need to win both of them. Unless they win uh, – I've been saying it for the last week and a half now. They need to win two of these last few games. Right. They right? need to win tonight. I, tonight's a tough one. Like, they're four-and-a-half-point dogs. They're going on the road into a hostile environment. Like, this is – this is, you know, I think at Baylor next week is a little tougher than at Tech because Baylor is a better team than Texas Tech. But even if, they the win their, now. Yeah. even if they win their two easy games, home against Oklahoma State on Saturday, home against OU next Saturday, I think that's enough. Obviously, if you had a third win on top of that, then you feel really good sure. about where you're at. But, um, yeah, look, tonight can be one of those two wins, but it's it's not going to be easy. No. So here's the bracketology update for Texas basketball right now. And, and I guess this is where we're at. Jerry Palm, who is the lead bracketologist. And yes, that is a real job, by the way. That is one of the few sciences that I actually believe in in this world. Uh, Jerry Palm has Texas out of the tournament right now. He has them as their 
his first team out wow. of the dance. Now, I will say this. Jerry Palm is on a deserted island with that take right now because there's the website I always talk about called Bracket Matrix that compiles yes. every bracketology from around the world. There are 108 brackets that they're looking at right now. 107 of them have Texas in the dance. So literally, Jerry Palm is the only person in the world right now who does this, who doesn't have Texas in. So I, I don't know if he hates Texas or is just trying to be a hot take guy, but whatever. And I or is he watching that, them play? Well, they, yeah, maybe he's only watched the last two road games and he's like, oh, this team is ass. I'm not putting that <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. They've gotten ass too. Yeah. Wow. Joe, Joe Lenardi, who's ESPN's guy, I think he's the most well-known bracketologist. He has Texas as a last four by right now. So he has Texas as a 10 seed, but because of the way the Horns have played in the last week and a half, he's got the Longhorns kind of creeping back towards the bubble. So if Texas wins tonight, I think in the next bracketology, Jerry Palm will have them in. I think Joe Lenardi will have them back off the bubble. But if Texas loses tonight, obviously Jerry Palm is going to keep them out, and Joe Lenardi might inch them closer to the last four in category instead of the last four by what if that oklahoma game has a lot to do with where texas will be it will wow i I expect texas to go one and two in these next three games i expect them to lose tonight i expect them to lose in waco next week in the midweek and i expect them to win on saturday in between against oklahoma state so to get these two wins in the last stretch of the year i think it's going to come down to whether or not they can beat the sooners next saturday march 9th Wow. Yeah. 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 So there you go, man. Um, it'd be awesome to find a win tonight and, and shut up those Texas Tech fans in their house one final time. But godly. And I will say this Tech has been struggling lately. They've lost three yeah. of their last four, they've lost five of their last seven. Texas Tech was in first place in the Big 12 at the end of January. And I had buddies who graduated from Texas Tech, took them about eight years. Uh, text me like, ah, oh, we're winning the Big 12. We're the best team in this league. And I'm like, hold your horses. It's almost like they brought karma to their own team. They have not had a good month of February. No. And they got blown out by UCF on Saturday. They are a little bit banged up right now. A couple of guys playing hurt. Uh, two of their better players are actually questionable for tonight's game. So if there is a good time to be playing Texas Tech, I think it is right now. But help, Buck. On the other hand, if there's a good time to be playing Texas, doesn't it feel like right now? Yes, it does. It, it really does. It, it, it's probably a good time to play both of these teams. These two playing each other, somebody's got to win, and somebody and somebody needs to look good in winning. They don't need to look bad in winning. It doesn't need to be a sloppy game. It needs to be you starting to starting to turn your thing, turn your season around as you get ready for your your tournament play. You really you really need to be going into that tournament. Like as I said, you don't need to be winning it, but you need to be playing good basketball in it, and especially for the Longhorns if they want to. If they want to get to the dance and then win a couple games and not be win one and then the following week they're out of there, they need to start peaking a little bit here. Yeah, I agree. Maybe too soon with four games. Well, well, what's the old cliche, Buck? Like you want to be playing your best basketball going into March. This is the last game before March. You're right. Like Saturday's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Yeah, winning the last two games against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma isn't peaking. Those are games you should win anyway. They're both at home. They're, you know, they're your rivals. You don't like them anyway. You don't like them in football, basketball, or any other sports. You're supposed to win those games at home, especially sure. that Oklahoma game, the last game that you'll be playing each other in the Big 12. Goodbye to that. Yeah, that that's right. That, that should be peaking. You shouldn't just be creeping by those teams. 
So if you, yes, if you this, want to be this, peaking. You win these last four games. Like that's yeah, you're right. That's, that's like you're, you're absolutely people, right. Yeah, people buy back into Texas. They're safely in the tournament. Uh, maybe you think this team can make some noise at the Big Twelve tournament. People are feeling a lot better about Rodney Terry and this coaching right. staff. That's how you peak right there. But easier said than done, of course. So we'll take your thoughts. Go to text line is open as always five one two 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 nine three two eight. Of course, you can uh, reach out on the YouTube live chat as well. Always love hearing from you people. Yeah, you know, so I'll say this too about this team, BK. You know, when when guys were where when they were playing well, which seems like six weeks ago now, guys were on the rise. Like Weaver, he was playing pretty good offense, pretty good defense. Now he's still he's still a scrapper, but he's taking. I know he doesn't take a lot of shots. But I don't like the ones that he takes where he thinks he has to be the scorer. His jumper is awful. Weaver? Yeah. What is that jumper of his? Don't take it. Don't take it. I, I know you only go right. You never go left. But don't take that jumper. When you're sitting in that corner, pass that up. You're allowed to pass that up. That What you think is an open three, it's open. But don't take it. Hand yeah. it off. Give it off to somebody else, please. There was a season high in shots for Weaver against KU on Is that Saturday. what that was that I saw? That was a season high. No wonder I noticed all those misses. Yeah, he was 4 of 11 from the floor. I mean, wow. usually he's around the like 4 to 6 shots a game Man. range. But look, they somebody had to shoot. Ace Miss couldn't get the ball. The Sioux couldn't make anything. No, like you're somebody right. Else, somebody else had to try. So you're I know like, Bra I know when Brock comes off the bench, he's taking a three immediately. Yeah. I don't care where it's from, but he's got to find out if he's going to be on or off. So he'll take one. He'll take one from the corner. He'll take one from the elbow. He'll take one one step off the bench onto the court because he's just got to find out. Yeah, and the team are giving him that shot. They'll, they'll let Brock Cunningham shoot any three that he wants. I know. They just go – he does look open at those, those shots. I'm like, why is he so wide open? They just say, go ahead and take it. Yeah, this guy's 34 years old, and he still can't hit an open three, so let him have open threes, you know? Oh, man. Wow. I like Brock, but obviously this season has been a, a struggle for him. Has been a little bit better lately, but um, his role has diminished a lot as this so year. So what is has. Weaver's role? Just to be the scrapper that he is to defend, get you some rebounds, get you some putbacks? His his game is not the jumper, is it? It's not. No, no. Even if, no it's, an, I mean, even if it's an open jumper, don't take it. Pass no, it up. I think they they are okay with him shooting, but once again, it's it's not the preference for him to be shooting. Like Aismas and Desue are are your shooters, and then you get some from Tyrese Hunter sometimes, and you get some from Dylan Mitchell sometimes. But yes. I mean that's a that's a recurring theme with this basketball team. They don't have a lot of depth, and they don't have a ton of consistent scoring options. That's why we said on Friday that you know Aismas and Desue need to play well at Kansas to have a chance to beat Kansas, and those guys were both off. And Texas just doesn't have enough others no. to find a way to beat a team as good as Kansas in their house. So, uh, yeah, look, Ace Miss and DeSue, if they can't figure it out, then Texas is not winning tonight. Uh, I don't care that Texas Tech is not as good as Kansas. I don't care that uh, Texas Tech is not as tough of an environment, although with Texas coming to town, it is pretty tough. Uh, and with it, a couple it, hurt guys, you better take advantage of those hurt dudes. Yeah, yeah. Find a win tonight, RT. Find a win tonight because, look, this fan base is – is uh, very wishy-washy at times. And, you know, after big wins, it feels like people buy into Rodney Terry. And after every loss, it feels like people want this dude fired. So if you want to stem the tides a little bit after the way uh, your team has played in recent weeks, you find a win on the road against a yes. rival 
steady the ship. And it is frustrating, as uh, Mark mentions. Look, I, I don't think any Texas fan is advocating that Rick Barnes or Shaka Smart should still be the coach in Austin, right? Like, th those guys had to go. Rick Barnes, the best coach in Texas basketball history, had an amazing run. His time had come. They had Texas needed to make a move. Shaka Smart, one of the worst basketball coaches in Texas history. His time should have come years before it actually did. But you look at the AP Top 25 this week, Buck. Tennessee, coached yes. by Rick Barnes, is ranked number four. Marquette, coached by Shaka Smart, is ranked number five. So that those just add to the frustration of Texas basketball fans. It's like, yeah, you know, you had to let those guys go when you did. But, like, God, it's really annoying that you're on the bubble trying to fight for a spot in the NCAA tournament, and the two guys who used to coach you are ranked in the top five and have potential to be one seeds in the tournament. Oh, and you're, but you're nothing like the team that was there last year. That's how many – that's that you miss a lot of a lot of players that had some leadership qualities that are really, really more than just scorers were leaders on that team. I mean, the stability of this team last year, I mean, I think – you know, Roddy did a good job with helping the stability, but there were players that were, you know, fifth, six-year players that were on this team. This just looks – this this team looks right now – I'm not even going to say disheveled. They just don't look like they have it deep within themselves. That's why, to me, tonight is one of those games, you got to win this game on the road. Go there and win. They, you know, they crushed you at your own place. Yeah. You know, you went to TCU, and that was a hard place to play. I never thought that they were going to do what they did to TCU. They stuck it to them. And they played hard. They played physical. And after your last two weekend games, you've got to play that way tonight. You've got to come back and say, "This is who we are. This is how we. This is how we really can play." That has to come out. I mean, I don't care. If you, this can't be you lost by four. Like you said, there. Th this one is not. There's no. There's no moral victories if you lose against Texas Tech. You know, you had your one moral victory for the year. Your moral victory was when you lost to Houston. You you still came back the following week. You fought like hell. You looked pretty good. But lately. It's been just on the downslide right now. There's not a lot to look at. So you can you got to go back and regather your team right now on a tough road environment and get that win. This team has already beat you at home. Yep. Go to their place and beat them. That's I mean that's all it should be. What do they say? Turnabout is fair play. Yeah, I mean there's I I think I'm trying to make excuses for this team more so than saying they're good enough to go to as you said you said all the things that you talked about all the things we talk about with this team the same that's happening. At Tech. So go yeah. there and beat them like they beat you at home. Yeah, look, uh, Tech hasn't been playing well. Tech's in a much better spot in the eyes of the NCAA Tournament Committee than Texas is, but uh, they'd like to get things back on track too. So big game right. for both teams tonight on ESPN, 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll get back into some Texas basketball a little bit later. Uh, we tweeted something out from the at TS Unfiltered Twitter account. Make sure you all follow that if you don't already. We asked Longhorn fans on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your current approval rating for Rodney Terry as the head coach of Texas men's basketball? We'll read some of the responses a little bit later today. But uh, before we get into some Texas baseball, we've got some Texas Longhorn football we need to talk about and some NFL. we got to give some shout-outs to some great sponsors, Buck. No doubt about it. Our good friends over at Texas Orthopedics. Now, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, uh, contact our friends and, of course, the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Dr. Christopher Daney, of course, and Chris Stockton, they're dedicated orthopedic surgeons there, and their goal is to get you back 
and to that good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. And for more information, just go to TXOrtho.com. Absolutely. And speaking of great websites, how about SentexTickets.com? Yeah, man. Um, hey, if you want to be in Lubbock tonight at the United Supermarkets Arena, you don't. You don't want to be in Lubbock. Nobody wants to be in Lubbock. <laughs> People who live in Lubbock don't want to be in Lubbock. That's why most wow. tech grads, if they are lucky enough to graduate, end up moving to Austin anyways. If you want Texas basketball tickets this weekend, of course, the Horns back in action on Saturday at the Moody Center against Oklahoma State. Only two home games left for Texas men's hoops. Only two home games left for Texas women's hoops. I think they're actually down to one home game left. Uh, you can get those tickets, though, at SentexTickets.com. It's not just Texas basketball. It's any sporting event all year long. And it's not just sporting events. It's concert tickets. It's Broadway show tickets. It's anything live. You can buy tickets right there from your phone or computer at SentexTickets.com. Make sure you shop local and shop Sentex tickets. Yeah, some friends of a couple of friends of mine got some tickets to uh Vegas to go see YouTube at the Sphere through Syntex tickets. I'm sorry, to see to see who? YouTube? Okay. I thought you called him YouTube. No, YouTube. Not YouTube. Why are you putting Not the emphasis on the you. YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. You yeah, and then both of us is YouTube. It's YouTube. Yeah. Why are you saying YouTube? Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. That's the way I've always said it. <laughs> it makes it sound like YouTube. No, no. Sorry about that. I mean, like where I used to spell YouTube with a U and then two when I first started. Yeah, the letter yeah, U. Syntax hooked him up with some good seats there, and it was a fantastic concert. I mean, that was one I'd like to have been at. I would have liked to have seen that from the sphere. I guess I'd like to see any concert in that place. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. You asked me the other day off the air, like, what the capacity of the sphere was. What did I say, like 5,000 or something? Yeah, you said it was 5,000. You can get 17- to 18K in that place. In that one eyeball? In that one eyeball. Yeah, I'll be in Vegas in a few weeks for the first weekend of uh, March Madness. I don't know if you two, as you call it, is still going to be doing his residency, but I think the Grateful Dead and John Mayer are taking over at some point in the not-too-distant future. Gary Garcia coming back for that? I don't think so. I'd no. go see either of those shows, but if it's uh, Dead and Co, dude, in that building, that'd be fantastic. Wow. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get out and see uh, what all the hype is about with the Sphere. That's one of the coolest looking places in the world. It's like the ninth wonder of the world for me right now. Now you're you're a, you listen to the Dead's music, Grateful Dead, but you're not. You've never been. You were too young to be a real follow those dudes around, right? Right. Yeah, I, I am nowhere close to a deadhead. Like, I've got some friends, guys my age, who go see Dead and Company all the time, um, and, and they would call themselves deadheads. I'm not that at all, but I do enjoy uh, the occasional uh, drug trip and just firing on the Grateful Dead. I think I've got one of their vinyls on my record player right now at home. It's like me, so. it's like me and Jimmy Buffett. No thanks. Give me tickets. I give them back to you. Oh, for free? Yes, I don't. The guy's dead. Why are you dunking on I'm, him like that? I'm not dunking on him. I'm just, I've never liked his music. I've never liked any of those songs. Oh, the Parrot Heads? No. Sorry, I, I make the olds mad at me. Yeah. Now they're thinking that I'm not an old. I'm an old, but no, his music never, never, just never done anything for me. Yeah, you're not alone. I mean, not everybody in the world likes Jimmy Buffett. There are plenty of other communists out there, so that's fine. Oh, no. oh there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Quick shout out to uh, 7-Eleven as well. 
you're on your way to work this morning, you need a little pick me up, go get you some of that hot coffee. They've got ice hard coffee too. day, hard copy Tuesday. Yeah, nobody else is getting the newspaper, but uh, if you want to get the newspaper for some reason and maybe give it to a homeless guy to use his toilet paper, <laughs> you could go buy that at 7 Eleven. They've got iced coffee too. Like it might be oh, too yeah. hot to be drinking hot coffee today. Uh, they've got the iced coffee, they've got the Red Bulls, the Monsters. Uh, all of the other energy drinks that you like, plus the donuts. Man, they got the rollers out early these days. What? I was at 7-Eleven on Saturday at like 10 a.m. I was just staring. Those rollers were staring me down, dude. Dude, they were not warm and ready to go. Somebody needed to take their fingers and turn those over. Nope. They were in front of the line. They were ready. Man, oh, man. Almost they, got you know, 15 uh, of them. Now, the 7-Eleven where you are, the pizza's there always early. Yeah, pizza's there early. The wings are early. How about wings for breakfast? Oh, yeah. Come on, man. This is America. This is the stuff we get to do wow. in this country. And that's the stuff they let you do at 7-Eleven. It's why it's the best convenience store in the world. Tomorrow, I'll be going out to Lake Cliff to bring out some of the Big Hat uh, spirits, of course. Big Hat spirits, their mocktails out there to the boss out there, to the owner out there, to David. So and he's going to enjoy those. He's looking for a drink. That when he's out with the show without the friends and, and they're having some of the big hat drinks that have, you know, like the range, what is it, ranch water? Yep. You know, because that's not really water, y'all. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm not buying, but they told me it's not, but it doesn't come from the well. It's not water. Nope. There's some alcohol in that. So when you're trying their, you know, their tequila drinks and ranch water drinks, there's alcohol in there. But they have the mocktails that are so tasty. You've got the ginger, the lime. They've got the works in there. It's the kombucha without the hoochah, as I call it. You know what I'm saying? There's no hoochah in it. Now, they have some hoochah in their other drinks. Yep. That that ranch water has hoochah in it, I believe. Well, some people tell me that, but it says water on there, so I don't know why it says water. But. It also says tequila on there, too. Oh, okay. Tequila and water mix. Sorry. Look a little yeah. harder. Yeah. Love those folks. They're doing a fantastic job, and uh, we appreciate them. You can get them in. Of course, now, you, I mean, they're doing the mocktails. They're getting some of those in 7-Elevens. They got them in Costco's. H-E-B has got their whole, they've got the brand there. You'll love them at H-E-B. Thank you to the folks at H-E-B for bringing in our friends from, of course, Big Hat Spirits. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, Buck, let's uh, talk some Longhorn football this morning. There you go. And the NFL Scouting Combine gets going this week. It actually technically started yesterday. You had folks arriving to Indianapolis yesterday. Of course, most of the drills and on-field events will take place closer to this weekend and early next week. But there are 11 Texas Longhorns who received invitations to the 2024 Scouting Combine. And our buddy Joe Cook over at Inside Texas came up with questions for all 11 Longhorns who will be making their way to Indy this week. We will run down that list right now. We'll start with Jonathan Brooks. By the way, uh, good news from Ian Rappaport yesterday. He tweeted out that Jonathan Brooks is expected to be cleared from his ACL injury by the time training camp comes around. So he obviously won't be participating at the Combine. He will be in Indianapolis meeting with teams. He won't be doing any of the on-field drills as he still recovers from that torn ACL. He suffered pretty late in the season. But the good news is it seems like, Buck, Jay Brooks should be good to go by the time training camp gets here, which means he definitely should be go uh, good to go by the time the regular season comes around. Yeah, knock on wood that everything has no setbacks. He should be ready to go. I mean, that's 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 key. I mean, that's key with the doctors. That's key with the 
training staff at the University of Texas helping him out. And now they just want to, they'll be, they'll be able to talk to him. He'll be able to walk around and, and talk to him. And they're going to want to notice everything. They want to notice the limp. They want to notice where he is, where he is in, his, in the process right now. So it's just a matter of, you know, him continuing to heal up. And boy, if he's ready to go by training camp, that is, that's big time. Because there, you said there are, there's those that still have him number one running back on their list, on their board. Yeah. I think most most NFL draft pundits do, right? We don't get to see the team boards, but uh, you look at Mel Kuyper's rankings, you look at Daniel Jeremiah's rankings, some of the other top NFL draft analysts out there. It like you don't have a lot of that with a guy coming, not just coming off of a knee that's been two years. Forget about it, a guy who just did that that part of the season yeah. that he's still ranked as one of the top running backs in the country. Well, it goes to show you two things. Number one, Jonathan Brooks is really good. And he put enough yeah. on film when he was healthy to show NFL teams that he's really good. And number two, yeah, we've just seen so many athletes come back from torn ACLs sure. and act like it's nothing. Now, not everybody has the ability to do that, but you're right. It feels like more often than not, if you could play, uh, you can recover from that injury in 2024. So we'll see where he actually goes. I mean, he's not going to be a first round pick, right? This no. is not last year's running backs class where you had. B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs going in the top half of the first round. You're not going to see any running backs go in round one this year. But No, I don't think um, so. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Brooks, he, he did enough once again last year to showcase that he is still maybe the top tailback in this class. And that's the biggest question. That's the question Joe Cook asked for Jonathan Brooks. And he's going to get asked a million times this week. How's the knee? How's the knee? How's the yes. knee? Just because Rappaport tweeted out that positive report, you know, teams are going to want to see pictures. They're going to want to hear stories. What are you doing in your rehab? How are you progressing in your rehab? Dude, they, will watch, they will watch him walk around the facility and see what his gait looks like as he walks. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to eyeball him. They'll have eyes on him the whole time. When he walks up to shake their hand, they want to know if that guy's gimping around or has he got his, his, his walk back. And, man, I mean, it's just – it is that meat market when you get to Indianapolis. Been there. You know, when they get there and you sit there and everybody's in their little gray shorts, I mean, they look up every every bit of your body. And if you've had an injury, they want to know about every part of that injury, too. I mean, they'll go all the way to your freshman year in, uh, you know, or your last year in high school if you've had a bad ankle. They want to know – they know everything about you, but they want to know all the way to the minute details of, of how these injuries were going through your career. What's that meat market? What does that mean? They look – you're like a piece of meat there. Hmm, just Indian a lot Apple's of dudes everybody. being around. Is that why you're calling it? It's like a sausage no. fest. You're calling no, it the meat not, market. No, it's not a sausage fest. It just is. Everybody lined up in all their little grays. They had to stand in those lines. I remember the story of Orlando Pace when he went there. He was in this long line. He goes, he goes, I'm not doing this. He was in Indianapolis, and of course, he was at Ohio State. He jumped back in his car and goes, forget this shit. I'm going back. Still was the number one pick to be taken. He said, I'm not going through any of this. I'm not standing in these lines. I mean, guys touch my body and mess with my knee. He's like, forget this shit. Yeah, don't. He took off. He left. He left the combine. I don't blame him. I don't want guys touching my meat either. All right? <laughs> he just left, dude. He, and he still, wasn't he like the number one pick that year? Yeah. He was, he was the that guy. Good. Yeah, so, was, some guys are that I, good. Why am I standing here with a bunch of gray shorts on with a bunch of dudes? I'm out. Mm. Get in my car and drive back home. So I'll see crazy. you on campus. So I've never been to the combine, but you're telling me that's what it is. It's just a bunch oh. of guys looking at other guys' meat while they're wearing gray shorts. <laughs> no, that's what they all dress the same. They're all yeah. in gray shorts and gray tops with a little tag on the back, with a little number on their backs. 
you're just a number there. But, you know, they want to know everything about you. You know, that's, you know, they get you in those meetings. You know, when your day is over with, you'll go and meet with GMs at the hotel rooms and spend hours. They'll be just asking you the silliest of questions, asking, you know, so what is your, what does your sister do? What's your mom do for a living? She, you know, is she a stay at home mom? They ask you all kinds of dumbass questions. They want to know everything. They put a lot of money into you. So they want to know a lot about you. Oh yeah. They want yeah, to know how smart you are, how dumb your ass is. They, they want to know it all. I always love hearing that from guys who have been through the combine and the oh. pre-draft process, right? What were the weirdest questions that uh, you were asked in that period between the last college offseason and the start of your NFL career? Uh, it's always good. Always good. All right, on to the next one. Keelan Robinson, one of the 11 Longhorns at the scouting combine this week. The big question for Keelan... What do you offer away from special teams? And that, that feels like a very fair question, right? He was one of the best special sure. teamers in the country the last few years. He could block punts. He returned kickoffs for Texas. Yeah, sometimes with a club on his hand, still trying to figure out why the hell that was a thing in the Sugar Bowl, but that's not his fault. But look, he, he did not touch the ball that much on offense. Like we know he's a physically gifted player. He only had 12 carries and eight receptions in 2023. So... Does Keelan Robinson offer anything away from special teams? He's going to make a training camp. He's going to get an invite to training camp, I should say, sure. because of his special teams prowess. But to be drafted, you probably have to prove to teams that you also offer a little bit more on offense. That's a big question for Keelan Robinson. Can you run with the ball between the tackles in the NFL? If we had to, if we had to lean on you for a game or two games, can you be in there? and take the place of our starter or our number two guy. Are you that? Are you good enough to do that? Or physically, is that just too much for you? Because I, I guess he's not a big kid. I've always thought of him as a six-footer for some odd reason. Six-footer, one, maybe 190. I got to believe he's 5'9", 5'10". I got to yep, believe he's a 5'10 guy. You know, He's listed, he's listed on uh, the Texas roster at 5'9", 188. Yeah, yeah, he's not as big as... When they see him, he's just not going to be, you know, physically imposing enough for you. So you got to wonder if he can take the take the hits in the NFL when it comes to just being a, a running back. Now, he can do some special things. I mean, you're going to take him off the bench, and if you're going to run the out and up and things like that, he can do those kind of things. But can we turn around and hand this ball off to you for a week? Yeah. You know, I don't know. You I can't do it. You can't. I mean, how are you going to be able to tell that? He doesn't do it. Right, he's never going to be uh, between the tackles, three-down runner in the NFL, but can no. he be that third-down change of pace type of back who gives you a little something in the passing game? A little swing screen and get just outflank and outrun you to the corner for a first down. You know, yeah. things that the Kansas City Chiefs do with running backs, you know? Sure. They just outflank a guy. They know speed-wise they can scheme it up where he gets that angle and a guy like Patrick Mahomes gets in the ball where it's on the run. It's not on the back hip where he has to slow down and catch it and people catch up. If they... If he has an accurate quarterback that puts it on the money and he's outflanked somebody, he can you really outrun them? I mean, you can be you can make the team that way too. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, there are roster spots for special teams players sure if you're good are. enough to just do special teams. But uh, yeah, obviously it helps if you've got uh, one of the other two phases to your game <laughs> as well. All right, what about Adonai Mitchell? The big question for A.D. Mitchell going into the combine this week. Are you first round good? So I ask you, Buck, how did I, Mitchell? You look at mock drafts, a good amount of them have him going in round one, good amount of them have him going early in round two. 
in your eyes, is A.D. Mitchell good enough to be a first-round pick? Well, when I, when I say he's good enough to be drafted, that means I think he's good enough to be first, second, or third round. He's good enough to be drafted. You're going to get the same cat in the third round that you get if you're looking for a first-round player. He's a good, really solid football player at that position. He's got great hands. He's got really good range. He runs nice routes. And speed-wise, I've always – is he out and out a dead-up – what will be his 40 time? Will be will he be 4-4 four, four and change? Will he be 4-3? If he's 4-3, he's definitely a first-round draft pick, pick. If he's high 4, you know, 4-4-5, four, 4-4-6, four, 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 then he's probably second, third-round guy. But if he runs 4-3 and change, I, I, I just say to me, he's the same guy in the third round. If you say he, you're going to get a first-round player in the third round, he's just that good as a receiver. He's got he's got the all he's got the the important skills, and that is. Can you catch a bad ball that's not quite thrown where you need to catch it? If it's behind you a little bit, are you going to make that play? You know, you see on Sundays where guys said, where the guys look at him and say, well, he's got to make that play to wide receivers. Oh, he's good enough to make that catch. Well, this guy is going to make those catches, I think, on a consistent basis. The ball that's just a little bit off where guys will miss, he will make that play. So I believe he's between first and third round pick. He's, he's good enough. He's good enough. I'll, I'd take the chance in the first round, later in the first round to take him. Yeah, I'll eat my words if I'm wrong. There is a 0% chance A.D. Mitchell falls to the third round, right? This is a first or second round discussion. If he yeah. somehow does slip into round three, then he will be the you steal. You stole one. You stole one. The steal of the draft, right? And that's not just like Texas grad and Texas fans saying that. Like the Mel Kuypers, the Todd McShays of the world will be saying this is the biggest deal of the entire NFL draft because you're talking about a guy who's got – a borderline first-round grade falling into mm-hmm. round three. It's why I don't think it's going to happen, but holy crap, if it does happen, then congratulations to the team that just hit the lottery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think A.D. Mitchell's a first-round talent. Like, you brought up the 40 time. I think he's a 4-4 guy. I, I'd be right. pleasantly surprised if he is a 4-3 guy. Uh, Xavier Worthy, we'll get to him momentarily. He, he's the faster, straight-line guy of those two receivers, but... Look, I really want hands for my receivers. And Adonai Mitchell has elite hands. He had one drop last season. And you talk about the body control that he has. Like, it's not just easy catches that A.D. Mitchell can make. He makes the hard catches. And he makes them look easy. Yes, he does. So, he's a stud. He was great in the playoff, too. I think teams are going to love that. Look at A.D. Mitchell's career playoff stats. From his time at Georgia, when he was on those two national championship teams, to the one playoff game he played at Texas. Like, that guy also is a big game player. Some guys, you know, the, the lights get a little brighter and they no-show. That's not the case without an I Mitchell. So I think teams are going to fall in love with this dude. He's also a solid blocker as well. And, yeah, they, the only question is it's a flavor of the month kind of thing. Like, there are so many good receivers in this class. There are so many good receivers in every class nowadays. Yes. That it's just like, okay, you know, do teams like A.D. Mitchell more or Brian Thomas out of LSU more? Do they like A.D. Mitchell more? Do they like Troy Frank, uh, Franklin out of Oregon more? What about Keon Coleman from Florida State? What about Ladd McConkey from Georgia? Like, it's just, there are going to be a number of receivers that go in the first round. It just depends on which team uh, likes Adonai Mitchell more or if they like the other guys more. That's going to yeah, be. Yeah, there are a couple of those guys you mentioned make the fantastic catch, but are they consistent mm-hmm. enough? to make balls that are just a little off where guys off their fingertips and you go, damn, oh, it's just off his fingertips. This dude makes all those catches. He just, I love his range, you know? 
Yeah, got uh, a bold, bold prediction here from Michael C. A.D. Mitchell will have a better career than C.D. Lamb when it's all said and done. Uh, I mean, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb might be the best receiver in football right now. So if A.D. Yeah. Mitchell is anywhere close to C.D. Lamb, oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. If he's better than C.D. Lamb, then get this guy a gold jacket ready. Well, I think it'll be better than Michael Gallup. That's for sure. Now, yeah, I I do too at this point. You know, I, I think it'll be better than that. I'm still thinking Michael Gallup is still slowed up by his knee. But C.D. Lamb is a big, he's a big physical player that's got the speed. But also, he'll go up and make those, he'll just make those elite kind of catches. I mean, that's what you like about him, the consistency with his hands. Sure. You know, because not all the balls thrown to him this year were on the money. Some were on the back hip. Some were high and outside. But he made those catches. And he made those catches look easy. Those weren't. Those nobody had to say what a spectacular catch. It was just what you expected from him as a wide receiver. Where others, that thing would go all ricochet off their fingertips. They wouldn't make the catch. Oh, that was on his back hip. The quarterback's got to throw a better pass. But with Mitchell, he'd make the catch, and you wouldn't say anything about oh that pass was off. He just made those catches. It was just like routine for him. Mm -hmm. I, I like that about him a lot. Me too. Me too. All right, moving on. Eleven questions for the eleven Longhorns at the combine this week. Now we go to another wide receiver, Jordan Whittington. Question for Jay Witt and a question for you, Buck. Does Jordan Whittington have an elite physical trait? And what is his best physical? I, I think trait? when he's, I think run after catch. I want run after catch is big with me. I think he's consistent up with his hands. It'll be. Can he shake off cornerbacks that cover him once he gets to the NFL? Can he get loose from those kind of guys? Are you going to have to run schemes to get him free? Can he get get off of coverage by himself? That that'll be my thing. What kind of and his speed will be questioned too. Yeah. With all the little bit the dings and pings that he's had, is he going to run four four or is this a four five guy? Because if he's a four five guy, look out! That guy's going to be drafted. He will be drafted in the fourth and fifth round, or maybe a free agent. Because if, if he's if he's not if he doesn't have these special skills, BK, and he's not a four four guy, and he's a true four five one or something, that's a problem. Yeah, he's not a four four guy. We've watched Jordan Winnington play. Okay, right? He's four five and change. Then he's a he's a later drafted guy. He's yeah. He's I, I, I don't know if he gets more. drafted. It's 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 right. sixth seventh or UDFA for Jordan Winnington. Yes. Like he's one of the guys has the most to gain from this combine this week speed it'll be about his speed yeah speed and strength but also the on-field drills too like how does he look as a receiver i mean i think the number one trait that jordan whittington possesses is his heart but okay a lot of guys have heart that's not going to get you sure. drafted sorry about that yeah but I he'll think, be able to shake guys off like he's a running back you know i think yeah i think the number two trait that jordan whittington has is his blocking ability okay great that's important to have as a receiver that's not going to get you drafted. Teams don't draft no. wide receivers because they can block well. That's a nice benefit no. if you could do the other stuff well. Then number three, I think, is what you say, like his run-after catchability, the fact that he can break tackles the way that he can. Uh, that stuff is all good, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. Late, yeah, and he's a late-around special teams guy. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys that's going to be on every special teams. He'll be on every single – in order for him to be on a team, he'll have to be special in special teams. I, th I think if he's able to wow in a certain area at this combine, then he could hear his name called draft weekend. But uh, if he's just kind of a jag, and look, it's a big deal to be at the combine. It feels mean to call anybody a jag if you get the invite there. But if he yeah. just doesn't stand out, if he's just kind of middle of the pack in terms of 40 time, in terms of bench press, in terms of – There's the a lot of receivers probably that are just like him. 
they're going to have this have an opportunity. What is it that you do special while you're there? Exactly, exactly. So we'll see if uh, Whittington can do that. Big question for Xavier Worthy, Buck. Four two nine. That's it. Uh, how fast can how X fast? run that forty? Yeah. yeah, because you size wise, you know what he is. He's a buck seventy soaking wet. So you know what he he's not getting any. He's not going to put on a bunch of weight. He's not going to the NFL to put on 15 pounds either. He is what he is, and you're going to have to live with that. He's going to get hit. He's going to get banged up. You know, he may not be there for you every game, but when he makes a play, is it going to be a big play because of his speed? That's That'll be the key. Well, Xavier Worthy did not miss a game at Texas. He left a couple with injury, but he, he did show durability. Yeah despite the small frame that he has. And you're right, that's not going to change. Like, he's always going to be short. He's always going to be smaller than your traditional wide receiver in the NFL. But the good news is, you know, look at Devontae Smith. Like, you've seen wide receivers in the NFL at a similar stature have success in the league. So I don't think teams, there might be a couple of teams that are like, no thanks at all. We don't want Xavier Worthy. But I think the majority of teams are like, no, nah, we, we trust that a guy that size at that position can find a way to make things work. We know he can go around you. Yeah. Well, if, if he runs, your, if you don't get your hands on him, he's going by you for sure. And if he runs a sub four three, yes, then go ahead and pencil him into the Raiders, right? Because we know that Davis oh, no family yeah. always oh, yeah. loves drafting for speed. I mean, if he is a four two eight four two nine guy, and he's one of the top three fastest guys at the combine this week, then yeah, that might give him a spot in the first round. Yeah, he, he caught the ball pretty well this year. But they're going to go throw a thousand passes at this dude at the combine. He's going to be getting passes thrown at him all over the place. They want to see if his hands are really consistent. They were last year, but the year before that, oh, he had a broken hand, I guess. But yeah, they're going to they're going to they're going to throw balls. They're going to throw them all different angles. The ones that Ad Mitchell will catch, this dude has to show he can make those kind of catches too. Sure. But as I said, speed wise, if he's if he's running four twos, look out. You just you mean, there's no substitute for speed. They're just not. We see it every year, right? Guys who run in the four twos. It doesn't happen very often, but when they do, I mean, it elevates their draft stock through the roof. And Xavier Worthy, once again, he's he's like Ad Mitchell, where he's borderline first, second round. If that guy runs in the four twos. I almost think you can pull out the sharpie and put him in round one. Like and he can return punts. He can do those things. Yeah, he's one of the best returners in college football last year. If your true right. punt returner goes down and you need to have him for a game or two, then you'll be just fine. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. He might be a primary punt returner at the next level. Who knows? But, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch. I mean, watching the wide receivers run the 40 is always one of my favorite parts of the combine. Oh, yeah. But for Xavier Worthy, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to be locked in. That's one of those we're on the NFL Network Rich Eisen will be like, all right, stop the random BS conversation we're having. Everybody shut up and watch. Like, yeah. see, see what this kid can do in these underwear Olympics. And, you know, 4-3-1 will be a disappointment. It'll still be one of the fastest times there. But, like, sure. if, it's, if it's sub 4-3, then uh, that'd be great news for the X-Man. All right. Uh, Jatavion Sanders now, Buck. Question for him. Are you the second best tight end in this draft class? Yeah, that'll be I, – I just think that he's just got to do his what he is naturally. You know, just his movements, the way he moves, his strength. You know, the bench press will be big for them. How many how many reps is he going to do? What he does in that short area quickness drills, those, those little 20-yard sprints, you know, change of direction things, 
he's going to catch the ball. He's going to run a decent 40 time. I mean, he's going to be in the, the I got to believe he's going to be in the, the four or five category, which will be just fine. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think so. That that's my biggest concern with JT Sanders. And I heard Jordan talking about it with Jeff on it's only an hour yesterday. And he said he has a source like this was a couple of weeks ago, right at the start of the pre-draft process, right after the season ended, uh-huh. he said JT Sanders was closer to four, nine, which that, oh, that is not good. And he's not that fat. Like you go back and watch him play. Like well, I'm just, I'm, when I say four or five, I'm hoping that he's at least a four, six, you know, four, six tight end. Yeah. He's got it. You're saying four, seven, four, eight, four, nine. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So I, I, I would be stunned if it's four or five. Um, I, I think you're hopeful if you're JT and you're somebody who wants to see JT get selected high in the draft that it is four six, but it, it it wasn't. And I trust Jordan, and Jordan said he trusted the source who told him that. So obviously Sanders has been working on that. He knows how important the forty time is. Dude can't uh, run four nine. You can't be like he's got offensive linemen running that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Byron Murphy's like Byron Murphy's going to run faster than that as a 300 pound D lineman. Wow. If JT Sanders is running a slower 40 time than Byron Murphy, it shows you that number one, Byron Murphy's a freak of nature. We've known that. But number two, yeah, JT Sanders is going to be labeled as the S word. Slow. You don't want to be the S word in football. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I mean, he's tight end too. Right now, and he's tight end too. If he is in the four, five, four, six range, yeah. But if he, you know, if he's not, if he's four eight, even four seven, I think would scare some teams off. It is. He's got to be. I I got these. I mean, at the worst, he can be four six and a little change. I mean, at the best, now that I hear about it, he's got to be four five eight, four five seven. That would that would bode well for him. But if that dude is four four. Four six five something like that. Okay, but if he's four seven five four eight flat four nine change later, uh, yeah, it can't be four. They're nine. gonna it find somebody from Northern Dakota that plays tight end that's gonna be going in front of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, hey, Northern Dakota, not North Dakota. Northern Dakota, Western Carolina, Southeast Missouri, Montana State. You know, JV, they you they just they'll find another tight end in this country. They're all over the NFL. Sure. Find them from every every nook and cranny in this country, and they go on and have great you know rookie seasons in the NFL. I mean, the four nines is is going to be hard. Yeah. Because yeah, then yeah. their expectations are when you get to when they come see you at camp. This is maybe one where you just don't run the forty. Wait till you wait till you get to camp so you can run your four seven or your four six and be happy about it. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, right? I haven't seen anything that says JT Sanders is not going to run this week, but maybe he uh, wants a little bit more time and and wants to be able to Because that 4-9 is for everybody to see at the Combine. Yep, exactly. Yeah, not everybody tunes into the pro day, right? Obviously, NFL teams do, and they're the most important people, but social media is not paying a lot of attention to random pro days across the country. Everybody on the internet is going to be watching the Combine and – if you put up a four eight or four nine, which God, I hope he doesn't. And maybe he's got he, a bad wheel. Maybe that ankle still bothers him when he had to go out there and be the primary blocker on the swing screen at Oklahoma. Maybe his ankle hasn't recovered from that. Then don't run. Then don't run. Don't run. Don't, you're absolutely right. Don't run. Go it, lift. Bench press the world. 
you can't have that question. You can't have an injury question. And you also, if you run a slow time, people are going to be like, well, what has this guy been doing since the end of the year? Like, has he been training for this? Does he even care about this? Does he care or is about he just slow? Right. More, more that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to watch, but a uh, good 40 time. I think JT Sanders is definitely tight end two in this class. Nobody's Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers could be a top five pick in a few months. JT. Yeah, Sanders I got to believe Brock Bowers, two. if he runs, he's, he's low four fives or high four fours. I mean, yeah. that guy can motor. Once he gets, once he gets that movement, he goes. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. He's such a fun player to watch and he is going to be a dynamic game changer on Sundays. Speaking of dynamic game changers, what about Byron Murphy? Big question for him. Uh, are you the next Kalijah Cansey? Kalijah Cansey, one of the undersized defensive linemen in this league. And Cansey well, was a draft pick last week despite being undersized. I, I think the better question about Byron Murphy, and this is obviously a huge stretch because we're talking about arguably the greatest defensive player in the history of the league. But, you know, teams are and, and NFL guys are going to be making the Aaron Donald comparison. Yeah, they're going to talk about him having the great motor and and you know being able. Is he going to be able to get off of get off of some of these guard center and especially if he's out there and he's going against tackles with the long arms? Are they going to be able to get on him and just suffocate him, or is he going to be able to to use all the different moves? Now, I like him inside a lot. I don't know if I'd like him as an outside. You know, once you get past that three technique, once he starts moving out just a little wider, it gets a little bit more scary for him. You know, yep. when people when people go downs, when tackles go down and try to knock him and wash him away, that's the part you worry about. But when teams try to wash him away, generally he beats that. He's already in your backfield. He's got that really nice first step that it's hard to wash him down on plays, you know. And then and in college, the college level, the guards couldn't handle him. The centers weren't able to handle him. And most tackles, but the NFL, the tackles can handle him. Sure. Yeah, and, and Byron Murphy was mainly a nose, sometimes a one-tech right. during his time at Texas, and he is undersized based on what you expect those guys to look like, right? Devondre Sweat's size is usually more in line with what you see from those zero or one-tech. Sure. But, uh, Byron Murphy, obviously, despite the size, was able to be one of the most disruptive players in college. He's got football. a great motor. I mean, yeah. he's always going. He's always on the move. Aaron Donald is like six foot, six one, yes. 285, 290. Byron Murphy's about 6'1", 305. So Murphy's a little bigger than Aaron Donald. And once again, Aaron Donald is uh, going to walk into the Hall of Fame whenever he decides to wrap Absolutely. his career up. So can Byron Murphy be half of the player that Aaron Donald is? Yeah, I mean, there's an exception to all the rules, and that's Aaron Donald's that guy. He's a freak. Yeah, Donald's a freak. Byron Murphy's also an athletic beast. And uh, I think he's going to be one of the biggest standouts this week in Indy and mo most of these guys already know who he is, but he'll turn some heads. Uh, if you don't, and if yep. you're at the senior bowl, you've already turned heads. Sure. Most of these GMs saw you there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Murphy, he's a lock to be a first rounder. He might be a uh, lock to be a top 20 guy. And when we get to April, what about Tavondre sweat buck? I, I think, you know, the biggest question about Tavondre sweat, right? Yeah. It'll be about his weight. How does weight? Yep. Just how much do you weigh? And we'll see if, Sweat actually weighs in at the combine because he didn't at the Senior Bowl. Speaking of Senior Bowl, and well, he was listed at 362 at Texas, which means he was probably closer to 370, 375. Um, where where is he right now? Well, we if, if he doesn't out? weigh if he doesn't weigh in there, there are going to be some real critics coming out. Now they're going to want to know what has this guy been doing? If he can't if he can't 
then go into the offseason and lose a few LBs. And he weighs in in that 365, 370 range now instead of 350. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. They're going to look at all the film in the world, but they're still not going to be happy with his weight because they're going to want him to play a lot more downs. But I, you know, that's to me, that's another one of those guys that you never saw him in the college level tap out. Now they'll bring in a guy for him, but he never said, Hey, get me out of here. He never looked tired to me. You know, I mean, he's just one of those, he's just one. And he's a motor guy too. You know, I talk about Murphy as being a motor guy. Sweat's a pretty good motor guy to himself. I mean, he can run a bunch of plays in a row and run at a high level, but for the NFL guys, they're just going to look at him and go, you're too heavy. And, and we've all talked to you about your weight and it's been months and your weight is still where your weight is. Are you just all over the pizzas or what's the deal? You can't get away from, you know, you can't get away from seven 11 pizzas. What's the deal. They're going to want, they're going to want to know that about him. Sure. Because all of a sudden you get to the NFL and you got that money you're not then going on a diet. You uh, you can't play at 375. You, you just can't. You're not going to make it in the NFL at that weight. Um, guys are too fast or too athletic. Even the big uglies on the offensive line, like they will eat your lunch if you're yes. that big. And, and T-Sweat knows Chris that. Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs can play like that. He's not He's not that big. Chris Jones not that big. He's not a two, 265 guy. 265? 365. Chris Jones is not a high 300 guy. Let me see what Chris Jones is listed as. 310, Buck. Ooh, just a baby. <laughs> yeah. So Sweat knows it. I, I don't think it's that bad if he doesn't weigh in this week. Um, I mean, I think teams would prefer him to weigh in. Now it becomes an issue if he doesn't weigh himself at the comp or at the pro day. Excuse me. He, he doesn't weigh himself at all in this offseason, which he's not dumb enough to do that. Then teams are gonna be like, okay, what, what the hell? I mean, we're not even drafting this guy. Forget first round. Like, yeah, he's guy, a fatty. He's just yeah, a fatty. This guy's just fat. Um, but if he, uh, he's been working on it. I'm sure he's been working on it. He's, he's been told about it. He's been, he's told, been told that every. This is the most like the this is the most obvious thing ever, right? Like Devondre Sweat. Hey, we know how good you are. We saw what you did at Texas. Now just lose some weight, and you've got a chance to be a first round pick. You can't play at 360, 370. They will probably want him in the 340s. And look, it's one of those things where, like, it's just like Kyler Murray with his height at the combine a few years ago. Just stretch. Do whatever you have to do to be yes. tall enough at the combine. Hey, Sweat, you're not going to get weighed, like, every week, okay? Just just be skinny enough to get weighed at the combine so our teams are like, oh, okay, we can work with this. Now, they'll weigh your ass in it once you get to a team on a weekly basis. Once they start paying you, They'll start fining you for being every pound that you're overweight. They'll start getting you then. You just want to get drafted. You want to get yeah. drafted in that first round. So Bingo. you need to do what they, what they talk to you about. You know, Chris Jones does live in combine infamy. You remember what happened to him when he was running his 40 a few years ago? Oh, when his pants came down? Yeah, well, his, uh, his nuts came down. <laughs> his stuff came out too? Uh, his stuff was, uh, was flinging and flying. Oh, my God. All over the place. Yeah, we all got this. These nuts. Wow, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, but so. that guy's been a monster since he's got to the NFL. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, he uh, he let his nuts hang at the combine, and he's been doing that in the NFL. Too. On the top of everybody's head that he's played against. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a future Hall of Famer for sure, and he's been a staple for that Chiefs Super Bowl winning defense. 
Uh, all right, a couple more here. We'll just do one more. Uh, Christian Jones, Ryan Watts, no disrespect, but uh, we're leaving you all off this list today because um, we want to get to some other stuff. Jalen Ford. Where are you at with Jalen Ford, Buck, as a, uh, as a draft prospect? I think he'll make a really good pro. I don't think okay. he'll, I don't know if he'll always be an, get into be that all pro guy, you know, you know, five years in a row. But I think he'll get to be an all pro at at some time in his career. I don't think he's an every year guy. I think he took a step back this year a little bit. You know, he did some things differently. He, I mean, I thought he led the team. I mean, I think he's a fantastic leader because that guy was leading the guys in the secondary behind him, telling them where to line up. He had a lot of young guys playing, and I think he did a good job as a leader. I think he took a step back. As a, as a player, he wasn't as natural this year as he was the year before. I think he was the, – the guys in front of him the year before let him be real natural in getting to the ball. This year he had to be more of a – I got to be part coach, part player out there. So I think he missed out on part of being that part player this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do wonder where Jalen Ford goes. Um, I, I think he's got the chance to be a solid player in this league. I think he could be in the overshone range, right? Overshone went mid – to late third round to the Cowboys yes. last year. I think now, if you had had a back-to-back year like he had the year before and a year like that this year, I think that guy would have been in the second round somewhere. Yeah, I could see that. It's tough at that position, too. I mean, that, like everyone talks about running backs being devalued. Well, those off-ball linebackers are kind of devalued in today's NFL. And I think it's weird because I think those guys are really, really important. But oh, yeah. you, know, you, just, you, you rank your positions on the football field and, and linebackers pretty far down the list, right? Well, they do have a premium for guys that know how to get the ball turned over. And that's yep. what he was two years ago. I mean, with yep. those six interceptions, that those are you get six interceptions as a linebacker in the NFL, you're about to make yourself some money. You're right. Yeah, I do wonder what Jalen Ford's like best physical trait is, right? Like he's got the size to be a linebacker in the NFL. I think he's got the instincts to be oh, one. Oh, yeah. He's not the fastest guy on the field, but I think his speed is like, it's fine. I don't think it's going to be a total liability where he gets picked apart no. because of that. Uh, you won't see this too much at the combine, but there were some coverage problems with Jalen Ford this past season. That was a part of the little step back that he took from 22 to 23. Yeah, are you going to tell me this guy's going to run faster than the tight end? Uh, ooh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect 40-wise from... I expect Jaylen him to be four. Four, four sevens. I guess there's a chance he's faster than Jatavion Sanders. There's, nobody's four nine. I'm not buying. There is no way that Sanders is a four nine guy. What is he up to now? Three twenty one or something? What is, <laughs> how do you get to be? There's no way. Uh, I, four I, nine. He won't be a four nine at the combine. Right? Trey can run a four nine. Mm. Yeah, that volleyball guy that runs in the sand can run four nine. Uh, I don't think give Trey four nine. Give him a Trey four nine flat at the worst. Seriously? Yes, I think at the Jeff worst. Howell, yeah, him and Jeff Howe run four nine. Okay. There is no way to say this. Where did that come from, BK? Four nine. Jeff Howe running a four nine. He was an offensive lineman, I guarantee. In high school, he's a four nine guy. Uh, high school well, that was, was a long back time ago. Some years ago, that was a long time ago. Right? Uh, I was gonna say high school was a long time ago for Jeff Howe. I don't know if he was running four nines in high school. Since, yeah, yeah. Well, what about you? You're gonna run four nine? No chance. I'm running four nine, dude. No chance. I'm running four seven. I thought Allstat was a light beer. I didn't know they had a heavy brew. Hey, I'm running four seven, not four nine. 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, you mean you're going to run four seven? I thought you were going to say five flat and change. Yeah. Well, four who's seven? on the who's on the stopwatch here? Do I get to pick who's on the clock? No, we won't use the electric timer. We'll use a handheld. No, I mean, yeah, that, that, I might, I might be four five four six then if it's the handheld. Oh, gosh. Because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like stretching, right? I'm going to be doing the quad stretch. Oh yeah. I'm going to be distracting the timer by having a conversation stretching, making it look like, ah, I'm a few seconds away from starting to run. And then, boom, I'm just going to take All right, off. what are you going to do? Go Chris Jones and your junk's going to fall out. The timer just starts to happen and he clicks it. I mean, really? No, Come on, man. No, I don't, uh, I don't think mine will be as noticeable as Chris Jones if that happens. It's just, uh, just a hunch. Oh, man, oh, man. But, but, yeah, no, I'm just going to distract the person on the stopwatch. So I'll basically get uh, a you know a half second head start before they can react in time to hit the start, and then boom, I'll I'll be four five four six. Wow! Just like that. How fast do you think you could run a forty right now? No, I can't. First of all, I'm not pulling up. First of all, I got a new peg leg for two years ago. Can't get there. You know I'm you know I'm doing two and a half mile walks and hoping that I could jog a quarter of a mile. So I'm not. No, I wouldn't even try that. At my best, I was four six. Okay, back in your college in days. High school, in high school, college, I was a four six wide receiver. Eesh. I never hit anything. The best I've ever got was a four five eight. But on a consistent basis, I was four six. I've had a little body, size twelve shoe. You know, there's a lot of lot of stuff I could have tripped over back in the day. I had short area quickness though. Inside the inside the short ones, trying to cover me one on one was where you were in trouble. But Getting off of coverage? No, I'm not. That guy, somebody's going to be in my hip pocket. Yeah, uh, you you are at a disadvantage being like five four five five. You've got smaller strides. Four nine. Oh, no, four nine. Five nine. Five nine. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be nice this morning, giving you a five few nine. extra inches. Five no, nine. Like, All right, Kyler. Um. Yeah. Wow. Five. Yeah. I mean, I four six that's not gonna do you too good you you feel i feel like you have a ped now with a fake leg there's like a replaced knee does that not give you an advantage over no me? it does not no i'm not the bionic man i need my regular stuff back those ligaments and things that are gone i got a hunch you're not getting them back anytime soon no they're not coming back my next maybe. life yeah man maybe coming back as a jaguar yeah a car no the animal no yeah, you're gonna be slow as and small as Jaguar in the <laughs> Look, it's a kitty cat. <laughs> it's a feral cat. Oh wow. Running around oh, out man. there. Not so fast, Midget. Not so fast. No, man. No, no, no. Thank you, Lee. All right. So there's your uh big questions for the eleven Longhorns who will be participating is in Christian the Christian Jones going? Yeah, I mean Christian Jones is going. Him and Ryan Watts are the two that I skipped over. If you Yeah, I Christian Jones has he'll have a lot. There'll be some eyes on him, as you said, because everybody can use a tackle. Everybody use a backup tackle. I mean, he can make himself some money at the combine. If he has a good combine and he moves pretty well in some of the drills, that would be great for him. Watts yeah. needs a lot of work. I wonder if Christian Jones is more likely to be a guard at the next level. Now, you're right. Now, teams need that swing offensive lineman. Yes, and if they he, do. If he can play both, then that's best case scenario for him. But in terms of like being an actual starter versus just being that sixth O lineman, I think maybe Christian Jones at his size and with his skill set is better suited to be more inside. I would agree. 
And then I think for Ryan Watts, it's almost a similar question, right? Like, are you willing to be a safety? I, I just don't know. And Ryan Watts was incredibly fast at the Shrine Bowl. There was a day at practice, at Shrine Bowl practice, where he was the fastest guy who was clocked out there. But that was his big issue at Texas is like, well, he's physical. He can jam these guys. He's got size, but he just wasn't fast enough to hang with the fastest receivers that Texas went up against. Uh, is he fast enough to be corner or does he need to move to safety? Probably a safety where he can have straight on speed instead of that lateral quickness, you know? Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So that might be the biggest questions with Jones and Watts. Like, are you willing to play uh, a different position than the one you played at UT to get drafted? In order to make it in the NFL, yes, I am. Sure. Yes, sir. Where would you like for me to play? Exactly. Yeah, that's what you have to say if somebody asks you that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I'm willing to do whatever I can for the team, coach. Yeah, I think Ryan Watts is in that category. Plus, he's going to be on – there's another special teams guy that will be on every one of your special teams. Like you yeah. said, they it's not just your skill set. It's what you can do special teams-wise because, you know, they can't have any extra guys for just special teams alone. But if you're a real specialist and you've got a skill set, that helps an awful lot. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, we'll take your thoughts. Dakota text line 512-222-9328. Your thoughts on uh, some of the Longhorns who will be in Indy this week. Also, the YouTube live chat is rolling. Uh, appreciate all of the comments this morning. Our guy Jason asked you, what was the longest field goal you ever made? 35 yards in high school kicking. Was that the one that hit the girl? No, that was, the that was only that was only from the extra point level when it shanko. <laughs> a little shankopotamus from the two-yard oh, line. The poor girl. She's never been the same, I guarantee you. Yeah, she's the first person to get CTE from not playing football. Just going to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she was concussed after. wasn't my fault. We should have gone for two for the win right there. I think it's your fault. I think uh, your job as the kicker is to make the extra point, Nick Rose. <laughs> oh, poor Nick. Come poor on, Nick. Man. Poor me. Being in the stands as a student for that debacle. Poor everyone else who was at DKR that night. Poor Nick. Give me a break. You're, guy you're, you're tough on the kickers. You're tough on the kickers. You had to start it to like the clown show guy. Took you a while for that guy. I'm to get tough on. on the kicker. You just called him a clown show. You were calling him Sideshow Billy or Bobby or whatever his name oh, was. Oh, that's a physical appearance thing. That's not a... The guy who hit 19 in a row? Yeah. You didn't like him in the get. Uh, well, he struggled early. He missed five field goals in the first five games after missing five all of last year. But, no, I stuck with him. I said, hey, let him go. If he, if he keeps struggling, then you have to make a move. But uh, he turned it on, thankfully. And, yeah, sideshow Burt. For a while, he was. He was <laughs> shitshow Burt for a while. <laughs> but now he's oh. sideshow Burt. That dude made 19 field goals in a row. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, he was awesome. One of the best kickers in the nation this past season. Uh, okay, another year. Or is he done? No, he's back. He's got two more years, right? I think so. Nice. At least one, but I think he's got two if he wants him. Dude's uh, a weapon. Dicker, the kicker, left early to go pro. So no kidding. Well, maybe Bird Auburn considers doing the same if he keeps uh, kicking the way he did last year. That'd be great. Okay, before we get into uh, what else do we have? Some NFL. We've got some Texas baseball. We got to talk about what Wendy's is trying to do in the yeah. fast food game. Before all of that, though, some more sponsor shout outs. 
Let me say hello to my friends at Relax the Back, sitting in my Relax the Back chair right now. I had thoracic back surgery, reconstructed thoracic back done about 20 years ago, and now I need help. And I've got the help that I needed with this great chair from Relax the Back, and you too can have the same comfort that I have. Zero gravity recliners they have at Relax the Back. Of course, Tempur-Pedic mattresses and pillow, all the things that you need for your shoulders, thoracic back, lumbar area, they've got it. And they've got two great locations, of course, one in the Bee Caves at the Hill Country Gallery or right across from Whole Foods. And, of course, in Austin, at, up north at the Gateway Shopping Center, across from the Container Store. Folks, they've got everything you need for your backs, your hip, your shoulders, pillows, sleeping, mattresses, chairs, desk chairs, recliners. They've got the whole works of relaxed back. Live pain-free just like the buck at Relax the Back. Absolutely. And how about a word from our great friends over at Covert Bee Cave? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert Bee Cave. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Love it. Yes, we do. And also some love to Cover 3. We've got Covert Bee Cave. We've got Cover 3, the best sports bar in all of Austin, Texas, USA, America. They've got a San Antonio location. Very too. nice. Uh, amazing sports bar. They've got the TVs. They've got the games you want on all of the time. Great happy hour every weekday. Full bar. And, of course, the food. That's what separates Cover 3 from the other sports bars out there. you got to try the Sean Adams Prime Rib Sandwich. Those Parmesan fries are ridiculously good, too. Mm. Some of the best fries you're ever going to find. Amazing burgers. The great salads. They've got a filet mignon on the menu. They've got great steak tacos. They've got some fish dishes as well. I mean, it's sports bar food elevated. Like, Of course, they got the nachos and the great wings and the burgers. already mentioned those, but they also have... Some uh, more elegant items. And you know I'm a foodie bug, so I'm looking for elegance when I go dine. You can get that type of stuff at Cover 3. Check them out. Dining, spirits, and sports. And also some love. Somebody was asking about the uh, the BK birthday bash coming up on Saturday. Yes. That will be at Kelly's Irish Pub this Saturday, March the 2nd, from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, thanks to our friends at Altstadt Beer for supporting that it's going to be a bar tab. It's going to be my way of giving back to you people for your support. All you people. Yeah, anybody's welcome to go. Uh, you got to be over 21, so don't bring the kiddos around for this one. But uh, bring a friend, bring your spouse, most importantly, bring yourself. Kelly's Irish Pub this Saturday, 4 to 6. Thanks to Altstadt Beer for making that possible. It will be a, a good-sized bar tab, so we'll be able to get uh, hopefully a couple of beers for you at uh, Kelly's this weekends very nice all right buck we we started the show mentioning what's going on with wendy's but we didn't really get into the details uh um, good details what wendy's is trying to do to revolutionize the fast food game i would almost argue they're trying to ruin the fast food game with something that they are planning on trying here in the not too distant future first of all are you a big wendy's fan uh i am you know i love their chili yeah, you no, do. I'm not a, I love, I, no, I'm not there. I used to be the burger guy, but not not so much now. Chili is good. Do, do and I, like love the, I love the Frosty. 
There you go. You vanilla or chocolate frosty guy? Chocolate frosty guy. Oh man, they used to have the uh, free frosty little keychain tag growing wow. up. Like you bought one for I don't know five bucks at the start of the summer, and then every time you went in there with the purchase of anything, you could get you a free frosty. I would, a little mini one, little mini junior frosty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. I'd milk the shit out of that thing. That was such Dude, a great I'm deal. Saying, I, I'm just you know me sugar-free and hating every bit of it you know mm -hmm. this week coming up i think probably i should be able to indulge this weekend i would think going in another three straight weeks i think i should be able to you indulge we last weekend oh was it just last weekend my wife had her birthday it was a weekend no it was a weekend before you said you had pancakes last weekend oh i had pancakes that's that's not sweets that's pancakes you put syrup on there i put a little bit on yeah what is that I put butter and syrup on it, which you're supposed to. What am I going to do? Just eat a plain ass pancake? I've never seen anybody eat a plain pancake. I've never seen anybody eat a pancake with just butter with no syrup. You have to put some kind of syrup on it. Yeah. Well, if you're avoiding sugar, you maybe you should avoid the pancake. Doesn't seem right. That's 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 American. Pancakes oh. are made in America. That's where they started in the wet, old west. <sighs> on the chuck wagon. That's where they started. Look that up. It's Googleize that. Google, Google these. Google these. Yeah. I'm, are you a fan of Wendy's nuts? Drag across. Okay. <laughs> Believe that one. Uh, all right. I'm a Wendy's fan. Like it's it's not my favorite fast food restaurant of all time, but I love me a good four for four or a good biggie bag every once in a while. I think Wendy's owes me uh, like 25 bucks still. I got to figure out how to get that money back from them. I ordered something on the app and it said. Is Kevin Hart into Wendy's too? No, I don't know if it was Kevin Hart and Fabletics going on there, but Did you become a member of Wendy's or something. It was uh, it was late night. I was in Houston at the time. This was a couple of years ago, and yeah, I ordered Wendy's on the app. It's like we're open till midnight. It's probably like eleven, so I place an order. I'd go to Wendy's and they're closed. I already paid for it on the app. And I like asked for 1105 Coughlin. Yeah, they closed at midnight. So I, I probably got there like 11.15. Oh, they can't be closed. That's not right. Yeah, the app was wrong. Like it said they closed at 12 and they were closed at 11. So they didn't serve me when I got there. They never even made the food probably. And I asked for a refund on the app. And they're like, well, you have to go to this Wendy's and meet with the manager. And I went like three separate times and the manager was never there. Probably was. Probably trying to avoid giving me my money wow. back. And I, uh, yeah, they still owe me money. But anyways, we digress. So here's no, I've not met, I've not, don't worry, I've not met Kevin Hart over my $59.95 yet either. Good. He won't show his face. You said yesterday they paid you back. No, I, I they paid me back and I gave back to them. Which is Fair. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What are you doing trying to be a nice guy? You, really, you're being an idiot. I just, it, was an, it's, it wasn't my money to take from them. They, were they paid me what they were supposed to. You're paying they were, they were, and suffering, Buck. No, I didn't need, I, I didn't need a lawyer, you know. I didn't need a KBET lawyer or whatever it is. I didn't, I didn't need one of those lawyers to come in and and save me there. I just had got my money and they overpaid me and I decided to give them their money back. Called it, called my card company and said they overpaid me by two. Let's move along. Silly, that's just silly. No, it'll you. work. It'll work in my favor somewhere. And I, it's not that I did it because it'll work in my favor. It just was the right thing to do because I bitched and moaned about them not doing the right thing. So. I wasn't then going to do the wrong thing. Uh, you're a believer in karma, huh? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. For sure. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's good by you. All right, here's what Wendy's is doing. Back to this. Okay. They are preparing to test an Uber-style pricing model. I'm like, what does that mean? Well, Uber has surge pricing. So whenever the demand for an Uber is higher, they will raise the prices to match the demand, right? So if, like, you're trying to leave a Texas football game, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more to get an Uber than it would if you're trying to go to the airport at, like, 7 in the morning. Like, sure. So that's that's the surge style pricing that you see with Uber and Lyft. Wendy's is apparently trying to do that where the cost of menu items will fluctuate throughout the day based on demand, meaning that your burger that you get from Wendy's is going to cost more during the lunch or dinner rush because there are more people trying to order food at Wendy's. What do you think of this? That's stupid, but go ahead. Well, their CEO, Kirk Tanner, announced a new system on a call with investors saying that they will invest $20 million on high-tech menu boards that will be able to update prices in real time without incurring ridiculous overhead costs. So, now, Dave, if Dave, Dave is not alive any longer, the uh, founder of Wendy's, if Dave were still alive, he wouldn't buy this shit. He would say, here's your price. Here's what it costs. I don't care if it's two in the afternoon. You're going to pay the same thing as you would if it was 1130 before lunch. Here's how we're pricing this. We're not playing pricing games. This isn't the price is right. You know, that guy died a long time ago. So <laughs> he died in 2002. He's probably mad that uh, their value menu is more than a dollar now. What happened to Wendy? Is Wendy still around? Uh, the broad? Yeah. The yeah, daughter? She, she, she won't die. She can't die. Or she's still the boss then. She's she's the one ordering this crap. Well, the CEO is the guy who announced the new system. And that guy's name is Kirk Tanner, so not Wendy. Uh, but I think Wendy is still involved with Wendy's at some point or in some capacity. But yeah, she's I mean, that's just some coin, guarantee you. That's, that's her name. Oh, hell yeah. That's basically what it is. So you could be like, you could be in a drive through The car in front of you might have different prices than you do when you pull up to the window. It's literally going to be based on demand. So if they get there and the car in front of you is the first person and all of a sudden like four people get right behind that car and there's all of a sudden increased demand, then Wendy's prices could increase. So by the time you get to the fifth person in that line, they could be paying, I don't know how much the prices are going to fluctuate, but they could be paying a dollar, $2, $3 more for the same meal that the first car got. Yeah, I never got in an argument over change at a fast food deal. I just, I just tell me what it is. Let's move along. If I don't think you've chipped me another dollar and a half, I won't say anything. If you've got me for 14 cents, I'm probably not going to try to figure that out. I'm just going to move right along. So somebody's yeah. going to get gypped a lot here. It's going to work in favor of them. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, I, like for me as a consumer, if this actually happens, I'm going to avoid Wendy's especially during lunch and dinner time. Like if I want Wendy's, it's going to be, oh, it's three o'clock and I just want a few nuggies. So I'll go get Wendy's and there won't be a lot of people there so I can get like the normal Wendy's prices. But it's not going to be like you know, lunch or dinner or hell. I, I assume late night, you know, like Friday or Saturday night when it's 11 oh. o'clock and every fast food line in the city is jam packed. I'm sure they'll up the prices there. I'm going to have to be like, I'm getting my Drunk meal or my high meal somewhere else. Sorry. Just leave it in. I'll leave it in the back seat of the car and eat it later. Or, 
Um, oh, yeah. Just nuke it. Like buy just, it at three o'clock and then, <laughs> then have it, save it for dinner later. Hey, it's a nice warm day. Just leave it back there. Oh, gross. It'll stay, it'll stay warm. Don't worry about, about the lettuce and the mayo and tomatoes. They'll stay just fine. Have you ever done that before? Oh, I've done that and had a burger later on. Uh, yeah, I've done that. I've done that at least a few times. I'll say yeah, that. I, just threw it in the back seat and waited two hours later. Or I've yeah. done that. I've I've done that with, yeah, I've done it with like a taco where I'm going to go play golf. I'll get a taco and I'm not really ready to eat it before a round of golf. I'll throw it in the back. The round is over with five hours later. I'll reach back there on the way home. And I'll eat that damn taco, and I won't even budge. Yeah, I've done that a million times. I, I won't even budge. And I won't even say, it's not quite as warm, but you know what? It's been in this back seat. It's warm enough. I will. Uh, man, there have been times where I've gotten Taco Bell at night, and I wasn't as high, excuse me, hungry as I thought I was. <laughs> and I'll put like a burrito in the fridge and then nuke it for breakfast the next day. Oh, no, no. You won't do that? Oh, that's where you Dude. draw? You'll leave it out in the sun for six hours, but I can't leave it in the fridge for eight hours? Dude, I, I barely, you know what I do for leftovers? Here's what I do for leftover food. A pork chop, spaghetti, and lasagna. Anything after that, no, I don't re-nuke stuff the next day. I don't. What about Chinese food? No. Oh, no, hell no. Come on, no. Bill Parcells? No disrespect. No, no I don't do that. If so I don't Chinese, eat that Chinese, Chinese food, food is better as leftover than it is hot. Lasagna, spaghetti, and a pork chop. I don't do steaks like a leftover. There's no such thing as a leftover piece of steak for me. Yeah, if it's not gone that night, the dog gets it. I don't do steak either. I'm not hooking up with my food, so it's good to know <laughs> that you're doing that. But you'll eat a steak the day after? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I usually when I'm at a steakhouse, there's no leftovers. Like I, I, I know I'm going to a steakhouse, so I'll like not eat lunch or eat a small lunch beforehand, and I will save up to indulge at said steakhouse. Like usually the food is so good to where it's it's all gone. Now right. I'll do potatoes too, BK. I'll reheat some potatoes that I may have had as a dinner with with meat the next mm -hmm. day. I'll re reheat those potatoes, throw a little butter on them and get after them at breakfast time. But no, don't do steaks, don't do Chinese food. I just, just attack, just, and not all the time, but lasagna for sure, uh, and spaghetti, but no, no bur. I've never had a bur. I'll have a burger five hours later in the backseat, but I would never eat a burger the next day that was in my refrigerator. Warm it back up. You've done that before? Yeah. That seems to be very gross. It, it's normal. You're wasting food. I'm not wasting food. You're wasting food. That's bad. Don't do that. I have two dogs. I never waste food. Hmm. Those yeah, dudes will tear up a hamburger. Hey, by the way, they'll eat tomatoes, ketchup, mustard. They'll do lettuce. They don't care. You know, it's like people will take the meat out of a bun. They'll eat the bun and all. They'll oh, eat yeah. the damn paper bag. My dog will eat through the paper bag. Yeah, some dogs don't eat the vegetables or the fruits that you oh, try yeah, to get really. them. Yeah, yours, uh, yours will eat everything. They'll eat shoes. I've seen your dog eat a shoe before. I just I bought a pair of boots that fit me for working outside. Although I went to Marshall's, you know, I like to be in that line over at Marshall's. It was going on. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that. You know how Marshall's. I know all about the town in the Marshall's line. Yeah. Well, I got Ooh. my shoes. And my dog, the stupid dog has a cone on its head. I left him at the corner of the, the garage and left the garage open for a few minutes extra. Dude, my shoes, my one shoe was in the front yard. 
he had gone through the the foam cushion in it like Skechers. A dog, I'm like, dude, you've got a cone over your head. Why are you eating the boot still? You know, what is the deal? Just heal up. You know, they got that cone so you don't take out the stitches, stitches where your nuts were. Why do you want to eat my shoe? What is it about that shoe that they have to eat? I don't know, man. Some dogs just like tearing stuff up. It's a sport. That's what this them. one is. It's a it's a sport. It is. The yeah. shoelaces are all ripped off the damn thing. I'm like, now I got to go back there. Now I got to go back in that line again. It'll get better. Now I don't mind that line. You know, I don't mind that line in Marshalls. Oh, no. Yeah. You, you, you don't even buy anything when you go. You just go stand in line and stare <laughs> at people for Come on, man. half an hour. That's what you I'm not do. down with the Wendy's. I'm, I'm not down with that move. That's Wendy's, a bad bit. No, that's a horrible bit. Like I, I, I feel like this, I don't want to say this will ruin Wendy's because Wendy's is still Wendy's, but like this is going to turn a lot of people off when there are tons of fast food options out there. Now, look, if Wendy's is starting a trend and everybody does this, then okay, then people will still go to Wendy's. But if Wendy's is the only group that does this Uber-style surge pricing for their fast food items, then people will be going to McDonald's and Obviously, Whataburger down here and In-N-Out and Burger King and just all the other. I don't even see a Burger King. Now that there's not one between Dripping and and um, Oak Hill there, I don't even know where their Burger King, where a Burger King is that's open now anymore. I can send you a few. You know where the King is? Sure. I know that where the King is. That stupid face and that head on that King. I just don't ever want to see that thing, but I'll still slam down the Whopper now. BK, dude, that's, that's, that's me. That's my namesake. Yeah. I get royalties from Burger King. Very nice. That whole song. Well done. You see in all those commercials, that's about me, all right? I didn't realize it was about you in particular, but since you're getting royalties for it, that's a good thing. I'm just so humble. It's taken me a couple of years to finally... Well, tell them to get the 60... Tell them they were supposed to be the fast food magic. Tell them to get the 60-second hot meal to me through the drive-thru before I pull out my piece, before I start getting to work. What? That's right. Let's go. I need need the 60 seconds. That Whopper used to come out in 60 seconds with fries. That's right. I don't remember that being the old commercial at Burger King. Hey, if your food doesn't come out in 60 seconds, you could pull out your piece and start firing at our employees. <laughs> I think that was the deal that they had made back then. Could oh, I wrong. love that deal. Yeah. Here, here's what I'm doing. There, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now you're sitting there going, mm, uh, oh, do I, is it time? Is my time to move up now? Oh, sorry, it's been 70 seconds. Oh, uh, yeah, really? Come on. Let's yeah, start firing. Here's what I'm doing at Wendy's. I'm buying up the supply when the price is low, and then I'm going to resell them at peak hours. Like, I'm going to go to the parking lot next to Wendy's. I'm going to be standing outside my car, like, holding up a burger. Like, here you go. Here's the price. It's cheaper here than it is over there. Three cents less. Come on. We got you. We'll make no, it they happen. got you in that line. They got you at this price upping. That's all it is, because they know you'll do it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying you to think what's ask next. question. There's going to be like a monthly subscription service you have to pay to go eat at fast food. Where you That's where I stop. I'm not into memberships anymore. They're going to have to. They're going to start adding an automatic uh, gratitude or whatever a tip. What what's the you know what I'm talking about? They're going to yeah. start adding that shit to your fast food items now. I mean, now you go somewhere and you have to tip. They expect you to tip everywhere. They flip over the iPad. It's like a counter service place where you're picking up your food to go, and it's like. Here's the iPad, 20%, 25%, 30%. What are you doing? I thought they must have done – they had to do that at Sonic when people used to come out. And, do people still come out and wait on you at Sonic? You still call them up on the phone there? Yeah. Then you got to give them a tip, right? They get tipped. For or does what, that go in with the meal? They're skating like 10 feet. 
Dude, most, of getting... them aren't even, most of them aren't even skating anymore. They're walking 10 feet. Dude, I haven't seen anybody skate, but maybe one time since I've been to Texas in 30 years. Please don't tell me they still actually skate to you. That's a bunch of shit, too. You, when was the last time you saw somebody skate at Sonic? Man, I don't, I don't go to uh, Sonic that often, but like definitely growing up, there were people really? skating. Yeah, it's probably half and half. Like wow. in high school and stuff, that's 10, 15 years ago. I guess I'm getting old, but uh, there were definitely people skating at Sonic, and I bet there are still some doing it, too. I haven't seen anybody on skates at a Sonic in forever. Longhorn Bear agrees with you. Haven't seen skates in 20 years. That's been a long time. Let's yeah. get them out there. Let's get them out there skating again. You I go want out that. there. How about a side hustle for you? No, thanks. Skateboard. How about a skateboard? That's even better. Well, that feels silly. <laughs> it, it, all, it all feels silly. You're barely going anywhere. Like, just, just walk. Just walk over there and give me my meal and don't Drop it as you fall off your skates. Uh, those, oh my are some, God. those are always hilarious viral videos when someone, yeah, who works at Sonic on skates oh. just eats shit while they're trying to bring you. <laughs> I've never, I've seen it once. I was, in, I've seen it one time since I've been here. And you're acting like it's like an everyday thing. Here they skate over. They're doing loop de loos with your, with your drinks and stuff. Come on, that shit I'll, happened. I'll, back I'll go to Sonic. Thing. I'll go to Sonic this week and report back. I'll, I'll see if they've got. Uh, Folks on skates out there. They haven't done that since the 70s. They, they've done it. I'm not that old. They've done it since the 70s. I saw it in the, the aughts and even the teens. All right? I don't know if they're doing that in the 20s, the 2020s, but they, they've done it more recently than the if 70s. You know where there's one, if you know where there's a Sonic, which I don't go to, I've always wanted to eat that big-ass long Sonic hot dog, but I'm afraid of if that's real meat or not. That big, long thing that they put out there, you know, like I've never been to, what's the hot dog place? Switzel Wiener, Wiener Switzel or whatever it is. Schnitzel Wiener, what is the name of that place? <laughs> yeah, Wiener Schnitzel. I have never had one of those either. What? Never. You don't like hot dogs? I like I like them at the ballpark. That's it. I've never gone to Vienna Switzel for a, uh, for a hot dog. You have? You've been to one of those places? I don't go that much. Like I, I like hot dogs, but I don't, I don't love hot dogs. They're, they're, they're fine. like these extra long wieners. I mean, like yeah, this they got long. the foot long ones. Yeah, Sonic's got them too. Hell, I ha have you ever? Ha you've never had a boomstick? The two foot long ones that they sell at the Rangers ballpark. Yeah, down one of those. Well, it was a buddy and I. We had to split it. I couldn't eat one a whole one by myself. But uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. So Sonic, no, they still have that Sonic on a uh, Dr. King and Airport. I think I remember going to that one a lot in college. I think there's one there. Yeah. I'm sure there's some. They've got one down there. in the Oak Hill. Oak Hill, your Oak Hill area has everything that you want down there. Gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Oak Hill. I just, I just go to the little cantina there at the gas station there at the Exxon. And I get everything I want. I get my taquitos. I get um, burritos. I go. That's what I that's where I get my Mexican food there. Mm. That's that's my Mexican restaurant, by the way. A gas station? Yeah, the gas station. It has a little trailer right beside it got it okay i was gonna say if it's at the trailer beside it yeah th there's one by yeah. me that's some of the best breakfast tacos oh, yeah. i've found in the city but if you're going in the gas station to get it then... <laughs> oh no 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 i don't go that guy's been listening to me on the radio for years i'm not letting that guy touch my food there's not a chance <laughs> oh god all right I go, to, I go to the place there i go to the place there like you say no kill and i've been going there so long i remember when the young girl who was working for her family in there now she's got kids that work in there too. That's how long I've been going to that little trailer there. 
Mm-hmm. And she always calls me Radio Man. Radio Man. Oh, she calls you Radio? Radio Man. No, not ra- Radio Man. <laughs> radio Man. <laughs> Dude, one of my, one of my best friends from college, like he always called me radio. It was it was it was so bad, but I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And everyone's right. like, everyone's like, oh, oh, is it because he works in radio? And he's like, no, he reminds me of that character from the Disney movie. Come like, on, that man, is, that is so wrong, dude. That's so good. All right, some uh, sponsor shoutouts. We got to ask Wags and Rodney because I know both of those dudes love fast foods. So we got to get their thoughts on this surge pricing at Wendy's. Also mentioned some Texas baseball. The Longhorns back in action tonight at the Dish. Nice. But, uh, Buck, how about another shout-out to another great sponsor? Our good friend, Dr. Greg Eckert. 28 years of service in Central Texas. 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. Does everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. Restoring teeth, number one. And I had mine done in just two visits. But if you have problems with one tooth or many teeth, about dental implants? Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving him a call today at 512 345 3166. And there's no reason for you to be afraid. If you need IV sedation in order to get your dental health taken care of, Dr. Ecker will get that done for you. He's our dentist. He should be your dentist also. Absolutely. Also, some love to Tom McKay over at Audiovisual Consultations. Give him a call, 512-255-8678. I'll see the two TVs behind me. Y'all heard me talk about the four TV setup that I have in my living room for years and AV consultations hooked me up. And you could see, look, there are no wires sticking out. Like the TVs oh. look great. They're mounted perfectly. They're aligned. And, yeah, there are no wires sticking out. It's so easy to use. AV consultations does the best work. And we always tell you, and we'll keep telling you, don't go to the store, buy the TV, and then call Tom. Don't no. go to Amazon, buy the TV, and then call Tom. No, Tom gets prices better than you can find anywhere in the world because he buys this stuff in bulk. So if you want to upgrade your home TV setup, call AV Consultations, 512-255-8678, or check them out online at avconsultations.com. If it's multiple screens, if it's that home theater room, if it's that patio setup. Sonos equipment, all that Sonos equipment, he's got tons of that. Bingo, yep. The nice sound bars, the surround sound, the surveillance for your home, the golf simulators, if you're looking, yeah, I said that right, golf simulators, if you're looking for that. They've got it all, avconsultations.com. And also some Olipop. I know Tom McKay's a big Olipop fan, too. I know you, you are as well. Great tasting soda that's actually good for you. I got to get to the store and re-up on my Olipop selection. Tons of great flavors. They all have less than 50 calories. They all have only 2 to 5 grams of sugar. And uh, most importantly, they all taste great. It's great tasting soda that is actually good for you. Get you some wherever you buy your groceries. It is Olipop. Yeah, I'm going to get some of that Olipop and pour it over my pancakes now so that I don't get in trouble by putting syrup on my pancakes. You're going to pour soda on your pancakes? Well, you said I can't pour syrup. What about that Olipop with a, that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it? I mean, you can have pancakes with like a glass of Olipop on the side. Okay. I like stuff. I like the syrup on my pancakes. Well, yeah. Nothing better than, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not a big pancake eater. BK, I know people that just love to have like three or four of those things. I can only eat one pancake and I'm full. Okay. One big round pancake. That's it. Can't do a can't do a big stack or a 50 cent stack or whatever they do. I can't eat all that stuff. Mm. Too too much dough in there. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm a blueberry pancake fan. I keep uh, I keep thinking of the Urban Dictionary definition of pancake when you're talking about eating pancakes, but I, I don't think I want to mention what that is on this show. Maybe something for you to look at in your spare time. 
Oh boy. Yeah, that's a good one. The right old there. dictionary. The old urban dictionary. Quick shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. Yeah. Before we bring on Wags and Rodney, uh, if your AC system ain't clicking on the way that you want it to, and it's probably clicking on, you got to reach out to our friends at Woods Comfort Systems. Almost 70 years in business here in Central Texas. Nobody does HVAC or plumbing better than Woods Comfort Systems, where comfort is our middle name. Okay. All right. I, see the, I see the fellas. I don't know if y'all heard me. It's double arts, Wags. Fellas, good morning. I don't know if y'all yeah, heard guys. The, uh, the story we were talking about towards the end of the show, but Wendy's apparently is about to start testing Uber-style surge pricing to where during peak hours of business, they are going to be charging more for your food. And obviously, when it's less crowded, they will be charging less for your food. What do you all think of that? It's a bad business. They're going to lose money. It's, it's, like, the toll, it's like the tollway, the express lane. It's like when, money. when traffic's crowded, it's way expensive. And then other times, you're you know. fucking frosty, anyways, Wendy's. Go take your little red hair back to back to Dave. Oh, don't be getting down on Wendy like that. Leave her alone. Oh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He's married. He's married. You can't go down on Wendy. Gonna charge me extra to eat in your kitchen? Bullshit. I'm going to Jack's. Jack. Hold on hey. here. We're talking about going down on Wendy, and then you're talking about going to Jack instead. What, what, what are we doing here? Wags is a family oh, program. Hold on. By the way, that's 20. 20. I got questions. I got questions. Why Frosty's can't Buck have syrup? Why Frosty's can't Buck have syrup? I got tw can't. A 20 here. Can't. Can't have it on pancakes. Not supposed to have sweets. I'm on a little bit of a Protein. I'm big buff man. Big man. Big man. Big man. Has not, big man has not had any. Hey, not one Snicker bar in over a month. No Snickers. And that's that was my staple. Snickers, bag of Doritos, and a Coca-Cola. I, 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 no, I remember. I remember walking. I remember the candy. I remember the little candy pot at the radio station. Wags, yeah. I can't say I can't say no to these things right here. Right here, I'm Wags. No. See, they get me every time. I'm saying hey. no. Guys, speaking of Wendy's, so I, I know we have this thing, or or some of us have this thing about the Jardians lady. Who is that little dark-haired uh, young lady on the Wendy's commercials? Have you seen her? She's always behind the counter, and she kind of throws it off to whoever else. They always interrupt her when she's talking. She's like talking, and they're like, oh, oh yeah, she's a part of the she's a part Wendy. of the staff when they're doing their little deals. Yeah, that's she, Wendy. No, no, that's, that's not Wendy. Had red I don't hair. know. We Wendy found out that Dave hair. Dave's not alive. Wendy may not be alive either. So no, th this is Wendy's still hair. with us. This is a dark Wendy's girl. still. I saw Wendy. I know a couple you're of talking days, about Rodney. I know you're talking him. about. Yeah. I know the girl that you're talking about. She kind of leads all those dudes, except for the black manager, the black dude who's the manager dudes. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know you're that, talking about. There's yeah. that one goofy white dude that's always like, hoo, hoo, uh, bag boys, bag boys, bag boys. Oh, the, they're, they're the dude. What you going to do? What you going to do when yeah, we bring that, your food? That, that dipshit. She's always talking, and they flash <laughs> over to him. And I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. Can we go back to the brunette? Uh, Rodney I'm likes like, He's like me. We watch all the commercials. We don't miss I anything know. in the commercials. Uh, yeah. I love him. You got there's that there's, her, there's she's, she's she's the supervisor. Hands on the hips, looking like Superman. Go find a phone booth. Yes, she's who is the supervisor? Who is person. Who is yeah, this person right here? She she's married, fellas. I uh I did the recon a couple of months ago, and what? Fortunately, already yeah. Fortunately, wow. already taken. On the Wendy's lady, now I can I can see the AT lady, but the Wendy's lady. Uh. Yeah, you're right. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean we can't score. Okay, before I, before I go, Rodney. When was the yeah, last Rodney, time Rodney, you saw Rodney somebody... don't give a shit. 
Rodney, when's the last time you when's the last time you saw somebody roller skating at Sonic? You know, I got a Sonic right by my house. Come it, on, I go there a few times, man. It's Buck. It was like three years ago I went there. No, they come walking out. They come walking out now, and it's um. Three years ago, there was a, a, a poor girl. You know, Round Rock High School is right across the street from from my Sonic. She came rolling out, and she had the tray, and she had all the, no. the, the condoms. I mean, condoms, condiments, Not and she even. she had all that shit. And she came rolling out at about four drinks and just busted ass. Right? No, oh, no, I just, no, I would. Dude, there was like you an glad. She she had to have been new because there was like a there was like a little drop off and I'm like I'm watching her come out on skates and and, and I mean she was doing a great job and I'm watching her I'm like do you fucking see the drop off and it's <laughs> You're like gonna oh. miss the drop off it's, oh. it's like shit everywhere and and I'm a good old man Buck I, I went out and helped. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably helped her picked her up you know? good job <laughs> BK acts like they're doing it every day now like they're like doing figure eights and shit bringing your food at Sonic. Like, I haven't seen one of those. I saw one once since I've been in this state. They don't yeah, do that no, they, anymore. They don't do, do that anymore. They, they don't do that anymore. I mean, they're, they're smart. They just walk it out. And and a lot of times, it's like, you know, I go there during the summer, and they come rolling out, and they're walking. They're walking. They're not rolling. They come out, and it's like, it's hot. You know, and here they come, and they're like, sweating. number two. <laughs> sweating in your food. Dripping sweating Tater tots. Sweat coming off the eyebrows into your damn into your damn icy or whatnot. You wonder why it's so damn flavorful. Yeah, it's got a lot of salt. It's got some take out my tater tots and it's like, okay, is that melted ice or is that sweat? Oh, what is that? that is so all right, I'm gone. That's too disgusting. Hey, no, hot take real quick. Best damn the the best damn burgers in all of fast food are from Burger King. Why? Yeah. Flame grilled. Flame grilled burgers. It's the taste. Now, look, and also the double cheeseburger for $2.19, you're not going to get a better value for your buck, a better bang for your buck. The double cheeseburger from Burger King, if you can find it, if you can find a Burger King around your neighborhood, go to the Burger King over any other fast food place. Hey, uh, BK, did you see that uh, not only are your Texas Rangers the world champions, World Series champions, you're getting a Whataburger at the, at the old Globe Life now. No, oh, there he is. There he is. We gonna start pulling him out? We gonna start? It's not even. We're we're halfway. We're not even through halfway through spring season yet or spring training. We're gonna start pulling out the bobbleheads. Yeah. Yeah, you get a not. you get a Whataburger in your stadium, dude. How about that? That's nice. We'll take that. Uh, the, the champions eat at Whataburger, so it makes sense. Probably have um, pricing there. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll always be expensive at the ballpark, but yeah. Um, yeah. no, there will not be anything getting pulled out on TSU programming wags. But you're not gonna pull your piece out. No, 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 no. But I had to match Bucky's Derek Jeter, so I got the Adrian Beltre bobblehead to uh, to one up his little figurine. So yeah, that that has to be a staple going forward. It, Don't touch another another funny story for you, BK. Speaking of the BK, have it your way. You He's rule. Get out of that. here. Let him get out of here, Rodney. That whole that that whole song that you're talking about. Uh, we were we were having a get together uh, a while back, and uh, the wife may have had uh, a few bottles of wine, and, and that commercial comes on. It's like BK. It's like she stands up and says, "Brad Kellner, <laughs> honored, <laughs> honored." And on, it's not going to get better than that. So on that note, I'll bid y'all adieu. Later, Later brother. Go.